Buckle up, everyone, and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. No Shano. And I'm the Chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means? It's another episode of Carpool Rugby League. Well, fellas, we've got actually we've got plenty to talk about this week. Um, we're still uh, we're still in that middle part of the season. We have new competition uh, leaders on the ladder. Uh, as Griffo will say, that doesn't mean much, but um, I'll tell you what, we're starting to see um, starting to see some interesting rugby league. I'll call it in the middle of yeah. the season with some. You um, called it last week, Graham. Yeah, right, that was your bold prediction. That was my bold prediction. My bold prediction would be that the Storm would be leading after uh, yeah. round 14. It's good. It's good. That. I'd just like to thank, uh, you know, being on in Australia and having Monday off, I just want to thank uh, Freddie Mercury, Brian May, John Deacon and Roger Taylor um, for, <laughs> for creating the band and uh, giving us the public holiday. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how come you have all your birthdays at once, but thank you for having a birthday and thanks for the public holiday. I think Love it's just it. collective. It's it's really good. Yes. You know. That's so cool. um, yeah. beautiful. Thank you to Queen for the day off on Monday. Um, yeah, another one bites the dust. So uh, look, we've got plenty to talk about. As I said this week, fellas, uh, I might kick it off before we uh, head into the tidbits. Just going through what happened last week and giving everyone an update on the ladder. So. Um, we started off on Friday last week, given that the origin was on Wednesday, we did have, uh, no Thursday night footy. Uh, the Manly Seagulls, they came out and, uh, had a big win over the Cowboys. This was one game where Griffo and I thought that the Cowboys needed a bit more credit. Unfortunately, the Cowboys didn't listen to our pep talk. They went down 50 points to 18 at Four Pines Park. So hopefully there were a few beers had by all at Brookvale there. And they um, led 12-0 as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, were in, they were in control of that game. Mm. <laughs> it was like as if they said, oh, we're winning now, we'll go home. I think that's the difference too between the teams that are going to actually end up making the eight and the ones that won't. So I think that for me showed that Manly's one yeah. of those teams that deserve to be in the yeah, eight. Not, They're the not, game getting two, not, not getting two points really affects that. It does, it does. <laughs> Being able to win those games. Look, speaking of being able to win a game, uh, the Sharks were able to win a game on the weekend. They were able to get over the Panthers, 19 points to 18, uh, courtesy of a field goal uh, towards the end. Uh, Panthers obviously depleted from origin. This was another funny game. Um, This was a very, well, it was a game of two halves, really. The Titans uh, taking on the Roosters. Uh, I feel at one stage, I I just glanced up at the screen, and as I was, you know... Um, watching the TV, and I thought, geez, you know, the Roosters had this, and then all of a sudden the Titans just came back, came back, came back. Roosters, lucky to get away with this one, 35-34. Uh, Considering Walker was off. Yeah. Walker come back on the field to more yeah. or less kick the field goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Starting to, that, show, starting to show how important he is for that team. Yeah, he, he's he's become the glue. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really who they're going to be building around going forward. Uh, the Rabbitohs also got the job done against the Newcastle Knights on Saturday, 24 points to 10. 
the Raiders, they were able to uh, get a good win on the board against the Broncos, 38 points to 16. Hey, guys, guys, do you hear that? That's Ricky Stewart. See what happens when they win? Yeah, you don't hear much. No. Hear no crickets. It's true, yeah. But, yeah, it's got nothing to win about, really. Um, The Storm were able to defeat the uh, Warriors in convincing fashion, which uh, takes them to the top of the Premiership ladder. 42 points to 16 uh, was the score up at Gosford on Sunday. The second game on Sunday, the Parramatta Eels... Uh, yet again scored, uh, they put a good score on the board, 40 points to 12 against the Tigers at Bankwest Stadium. And one game that we didn't tip, and it's the one game that I didn't tip, um, the Bulldogs, 28 points to 6, defeating the Dragons. So the Canterbury uh. Bulldogs only just getting their uh, second win of the season. Um and we'll we'll talk in a minute about uh, about uh, all the teams in our preview for this week. But I um, think two things from this weekend that I really enjoyed watching. First of all, um, Blue Mountains favourite Tom Eisenhuth having an absolute whale of a game. He was outstanding for the Melbourne. He got meat pie, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. So it's good yeah. to see uh, Tom yeah, really. Work, you know, the guys worked hard. You know, to to get himself to to a point in his career where he's playing at the Melbourne Storm and, and the way he played the other day was outstanding. And the other thing which made me laugh was at one stage, I think it was when uh, Avarillo went through, uh, sliced through the defence of St George like a hot knife through butter and uh, went in for the try. And they showed Corey Norman and, and he did this like, I can't describe it like on the podcast for people, but it was like that... It, it, my my six year old does it when she drops in her ice cream. It's like when you throw your hands down and stop the ground at the same time. It's like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, the, the mini like, tantrum. Mate, t- yeah, it was a tanty. He sort of threw a mini tanty. Oh, it's like, wow, mate. I tell you what, your father threw a tanty every time you acted like a turnstile. Yeah, the, 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 the dragons looked. Uh, you know what the dragons? They didn't complete sets and. What was even more worrying was the fact that, you know, that the dogs didn't really throw much fifth tackle options at them and still look like a better football side. We we had the we had the dragons finishing a lot of people had the dragons finishing last this year and that's the form that people picked on. They they look like that team that got belted by South on the Charity Shield. Still not impossible. Like <laughs> Look, and that's what we've been talking about. That slide, True. they had a good start, what, though, but they're slide. They're on the we've slide. We got, got the um, the, uh, the 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 Broncos. They'd be, you know, they'd be feeling a bit of heat now that they're on the same amount of points as the Dogs. Definitely, so, yeah, yeah. Yep. And to to give everyone an update, I mean, we're talking about the Dragons and this slide, but given how. Uh, dominant the top five teams have been in the the spread there it's been it's been quite congested around the middle of the ladder especially from that seventh through to to you know 14th position really um the dragons are still in the top eight somehow i don't feel like they're going to stay there for very long uh they're definitely on the slide and this is something we've been talking about for a number of weeks but to give everyone an update as i said the storm are now our premiership leaders uh on for and against only uh, they're on 24 points, as are the Panthers. Uh, the Eels and Rabbitohs are both on 22, so that rounds out the top four. The Roosters are on 20 points in uh, fifth position. 
Then we have uh, a bit of a gap, two-game buffer to the Seagulls on 16 points in sixth. The Cowboys are seventh on 14 points, so even with that uh, defeat on the weekend, they're still in seventh spot. Dragons are in eighth spot, but the only thing keeping them in eighth is their for and against, which it's not as though it's wonderful. Their for and against is minus 13. But uh, on 12 points, we have the Dragons in eighth, Sharks in ninth, Raiders in 10th, Warriors in 11th, okay? 12th spot on 10 points is the Titans. Also on 10 points in 13th is the Tigers. And also on 10 points in 14th is the Newcastle Knights. And as Shane said, the Broncos are starting to sweat a little bit because when they look down at them, they have the Bulldogs on the run below on for and against only. Now, the interesting thing here, if I have a There's look at the for and against... There's some outside the top five, isn't there? <coughs> there Do you want to know... Out? There is some junk outside the top five. Do you want to know the, the, the interesting thing about the ladder at the moment with the, the Broncos and the Bulldogs? I said it was on for and against. I actually lied because they're both on minus 204. Game uh, it's hand, the isn't it? fact that, yeah, that the uh, Broncos have actually won that extra game because they've played an extra game. So um, the buy factoring in there, look, to be honest with you, that the fact that from fourth to sixth, is a six-point gap really shows that the um, the the teams at the top, Griffo, uh, you've got that top five that we've talked about all year in the Storm, Panthers, Eels, and Rabbitohs. There, uh, and uh, the Roosters can be in that lot as well. They're really pulling away. The the Manly Seagulls have really come through to to keep touch with them, but um, geez, we keep talking about this. We've we've almost got this group at the top where the cream's risen to the top. We've got a big shuffle in the middle. And then these teams down the bottom that we don't give much of a chance to. It's we keep saying this, but it's almost like there's only you know, there's only really half a dozen teams in this competition. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with everything you say. Uh, we've we've got the top five teams locked in for the finals, and you can't. Well, I, I'm not locking in Manly yet but I think they will get there. Um, the thing that surprised me about Manly was, was they, they lost to Newcastle the previous week. Um, so that, uh, I'm not even going to say, but they could have been higher up the ladder. Um, they are one of the six teams who have more wins than losses. So only six of 16 have more wins than losses. And then we get to teams like Cowboys, who've only got six wins, they had, they've already got their bye. Um, it was, you know, uh, I thought they'd win last week. It was really almost bye-bye Cowboys, but can't really say bye-bye to anyone because three teams, two teams, I should say, putting Manly in, two teams have got a chance to make the top eight. Um, they won't do anything when they get there. Don't worry about that. They'll be straight out the back door, but... Um, but they can still say they made the final. So, um, yeah, I, I go down. You know, I'll draw a line behind Newcastle. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't realistically see the Broncos or the Bulldogs being any chance of of making the eight. Mathematically, you know, they, you know, they easily could make it, but. Um, 
Once you use the word mathematically, yeah, they can't. I think the way to sort of summarize it is if, if you're from the Ukraine or North Macedonia, um, as you can see, I've been, I have been watching Euro. You've been up early um, and, 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 you, and, you, and, you, and you're sort of wondering what we're talking about. I'm just going to give you a quick synopsis of the teams. Uh, Melbourne Storm, brilliant. Panthers, brilliant. Eels, very good. South Sydney, very good. Roosters, good. Seagulls, potential. Cowboys, junk. Great Dragons, junk. Sharks, junk. Raiders, junk. Warriors, junk. Titans, junk. Tigers, junk. Knights, junk. Broncos, poop. And Bulldogs, even bigger poop. That is what you've got in the top at the moment. Outside the five, I don't... I'm not maybe, writing off. Maybe I'm not serious. writing off the Titans. What? Oh, junk. I. They'll make. They could. Make I think they'll make a run. They're going to do nothing. Two of those sides have got to make the eight. That's the yeah. Thing. That's that's the thing. And I, I think don't think it'll be the Cowboys or Dragons. To be honest with you, I don't think it'll be the Cowboys or Dragons. Um, I've been disappointed <laughs> in the lottery. Titans. You might as well, you know, get the chop. You might as well make it interesting <clears> for the kiddies and get the chocolate wheel out. Like you well, know, whoever whoever fills those two spots. Okay, you know, they, they, okay, at the moment they'll play the Roosters and Seagulls and they'll get beaten. And the, the, the realistic thing is too, we're even saying this, what we're basically saying at this early point of the season, it, it, it's regardless really who makes 7th and 8th because they're not really going to to worry the rest of that top 6 at all. Unless there's monumental injuries. Yeah, nah, and that could all factor in. You never know... Um, We've seen teams affected by injuries in the past. Uh, we've already seen teams this year that have been affected by injuries and it's, um, it's had an impact on where they are in the ladder. So look, a lot can happen between now and the end of the season, but as Wouldn't it's that tracking... would be good? A chocolate wheel where you... No, then, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, just all sat and there's a chocolate wheel and you got to pick a box and it was where you finished. It's like the um, it's, it's like a wild card lottery. Oh, eight spot. oh, bring back the chocky Top. wheel. I haven't, I haven't had a good chocky wheel in ages. Oh, no, like the, 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 the Lions oh. Club used to do it a lot. And Pen- it's just life School fakes. School fakes. Yeah. School <coughs> fates, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Great. I'm going to talk about the chocolate wheel later, actually. And I think you guys know what I'm talking about when we're... Uh, when um, when I say that the, there's part of the, uh, the game that has been... Um, I suppose run oh, like yes. it's a bit oh, of a lottery well. and a you chocolate wheel. So first, well, yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. I'll have a bit of a chat. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a bit of a chat about that later. But I think first of all, we We've might got some chocolate wheel music. We need we need <laughs> some chocolate wheel music. <laughs> we need the sound effect. But uh, look, before we. Look, I do have some music for you, but the music I've got is uh, going round to indicate that Round and round she goes. Where it stops, <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you always had the round town cry. Round and round and round. Town crier was always on that one, wasn't they? It's like, wow. <laughs> well, guess what, fellas? I've just spun up the chocolate wheel, and uh, it's come up on Shano's Tippets. Ugh. <coughs> <sighs> All right, Shane, I'll let you put the harmonica down, mate. Um, Do you know what? That was... You know where I got that? Chocolate wheel. Chocolate wheel. What was it? What was, what was next to it? 1988. What was next to it? Canis's Fate. 
One, one, either side of it was a Fender. Nineteen eighty-eight. There was a there was a harmonica. Oh, this is fair oh, income. <laughs> yeah, and that's the harmonica. I said, no, no, no. Grab the harmonica, thanks. There you go. Just show you don't the book. I said, no thanks. There you go. Uh, the, the the gift that blows and Shane's been sucking at it ever since. What have you got for us next, boys? What's happening in rugby league? Pages uh, yeah, what's happening in the world of rugby league? Yes, indeed. Um, what's happening in the world of rugby league? Let's start with uh, Trent Robinson, who has absolutely blown a gasket, berating Victor Adley for being a tool. Uh, apparently, he got... Uh, Man up, Victor. What's that? Yeah. Act like a man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he has been absolutely blasted by uh, Robinson and um, some are saying rightly so. He was apparently was intoxicated on Saturday night, hopping on a flight. Um, mind you, I, I was, I was surrounded by, I was at, I was at, uh, I was at an establishment just outside stadium Australia and uh, watching that game. There was a few, few Roosters fans who were sort of, you know, they were drinking, I think, to sort of ease the pain that was sort of unfolding and then celebrating. Look, regardless of the reason, and they're never a good one, um, he, he did bring the game into disrepute, it appears. Um, the NRL Integrity Commission, they're, they're, they're jumping on it. Um, Trent Robinson's absolutely livid. Uh, this coming from a guy who got a two-week $20,000 fine earlier this year uh, on top of his injury, um, it, it looks like at the very least he's going to be caught with a $10,000 fine. And if anything's to go by, that's probably also going to be a week. So this guy could be out again. So you can understand where Trent Robinson's actually um, blowing up because, you know, he's not happy. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's really upset with what's going on. Uh, a lot of his schoolboy Rugby league, haven't seen it for a while. And if you've been following it, you'd know that Patrician Brothers Fairfield, they're the first ones in the quarterfinals. Um, and they, they have a pal at All Saints Cottage. We'll, we'll bring you more of that because um, the schoolboy rugby league really is where it's the breeding ground for a lot of our NRL stars. And a lot of the players and a lot of the, in the, in a lot of the um, schools playing at the moment, they're playing for, they're playing, they're playing for NRL clubs uh, in junior grades, so so they're tomorrow's future. So, um, yep, it's oh, uh, they're still uh, at the tail end of the round stages. So quarterfinals are coming up. So we'll, we'll cover that in a bit more depth. Um, where is that on, Shano? Where when is it on? Well, on like you're seeing it on TV. Yeah, uh, well, in actual fact, um, uh, I've been watching it online. Um, I've been grabbing it. It's it's on during the day, but they've got replays you can sort of watch this. I, I sort of um, I, I don't watch uh, the whole game because I don't have eighty minutes to talk through it. But I do watch a fair chunk of it. There's some there's some good football actually. Well, Fairfield um, Pats, you say, not Blacktown. Yep, yep. they won. Okay. They belted. They, they were they were an original they, powerhouse. Yeah, then they still are. Um, but through it's to been the, probably a few decades. That's so right. Um, some of the great, some of the great names yeah. of rugby league. Greg coming Alexander, Paul Langmack came out of that. Um, camp. Peter Sterling, Peter Sterling. Yeah. So um, there's uh, yeah, like uh, it's it's making um, look. You know, I don't like advocating for any type of media outlet or anything like that. And it's probably going to help me to say it, but the Daily Telegraph is doing a lot. Like, you know, I think if you're a subscriber, you can actually watch the game and, and that. So, okay. um, 
yeah, it, they're actually doing a lot for schoolboy rugby league, so it's it's good to see. Um, if you jump on, if you jump on the NRL schoolboy rugby league, it actually will take you to highlights and and the game and whatnot. So if you're interested in that, uh, have a look. Penrith, some some news coming out of Penrith where it appears um, that they're actually going to look at a future plan for the next five years to keep some of their players. Um, basically, what they're doing is, is they're, they're going to concede the feet and start uh, prioritising what young players they've got coming through, letting go who they need to let go and keep who they need to keep. So um, for Griffo, I know this is uh, something that you'll probably keep an eye on, but it looks like they're in a bit of a holding pattern there for a while, but it does look like there could be some juniors um, getting snapped up from other clubs by other clubs. So um, at the moment, a lot of them don't want to leave because they don't want to leave a winning team. And they, if you're on the cusp of getting in, you want to be a part of the Penrith Panthers. However, um, they're basically, they don't want the situation that arose in 2003 where they had these absolute superstars that they nurtured and they had to go off to other corners of the NRL landscape and um, and play well for them. So they're, they're doing the smart thing, Penrith. I think they're... Griffo, you've said it a couple of times where they're becoming that club where they're, they're, they're starting to join the likes of the Storm and the Roosters where their management is starting to get all over all aspects of rugby league. So they're they've been in talks and they're going to look looking at their juniors and they're seeing what they can uh who they can keep and who they will not keep so um look for some big uh look for some signings if if uh, in and around especially things like um things like the lower grades because as we know some of these players will play nrl and if you if you can snap them up on some pretty good dollars on some pretty cheap dollars well then your cap your cap saved in some way, shape, or form. Um, on that, Shane. Yep. Uh, um, what's happening is clubs, other clubs are coming in at like 13 and 14 and mm. picking the eyes out. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Particularly Manly. Yep. Um, Suwali is another example. Um, yep. He's from Regentville, almost in the heart of Penrith. Um, and, you know, he obviously uh, went to South originally. But um, yeah, so it's happened at a very young age. Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, and we know with the Penrith, and, and, the and, Penrith yeah. region is one that 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 it, it you know if you look at the two the two regions, well, Penrith is definitely one. They're the biggest junior rugby league base in the world, and um, they're one that we know that yeah a lot of a lot of NRL clubs come in when they're much younger than than, than twenty. But yeah, definitely very young age and, and, and snap them up, but. It looks like at least Penrith are being very responsible about what the potential price of their players will be, uh, what they'll need to pay their players, and uh, that's smart. That's that's a smart rugby league side. So, Penrith fans, you you guys uh, look like you're in good shape because it looks like the the powers that be are starting to think about the future. Uh, talking about future, if you're a South Sydney fan that travels from Redfern, you probably won't have to travel to Homebush for too much longer. It really looks like um, that South Sydney will be going back to the SFS once it's built. Mm -hmm. um, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, state government and the NRL, they're having a catch up 
um, within the next week to discuss the possibility of them moving back to Sydney. Stadium Australia are a bit upset by this. What South Sydney said is, um, as part of their business plan, they will always play at the Premier Stadium in Sydney um, once the SFS is built because the Stadium Australia isn't uh, doesn't have the facilities, um, they will no longer play. As we know, South Sydney did uh, explore the option of Bank West at one stage, but um, it didn't fit the amount of people that they wanted to put in. They potentially knew that come finals time, if they were to play a finals home game at Bank West, they would sell out Stadium, well, they wouldn't sell out Stadium Australia, but they'd get far more there. So they played the numbers game there. And with the SFS, it really does look like um, that would happen. Uh, the reason why this is important is uh, some background history with uh, Stadium Australia. Uh, South Sydney have their own sheds. Um, they got a pretty good deal with Stadium Australia at one stage. I think they were getting paid somewhere in the order of $100,000 a game to play there. So, so that's the kind of negotiation that South Sydney does. So um, if you're a South Sydney fan that lives in the West, you're probably going to have to go back to the East, which is not a, not a bad thing sort of three k's away from their ancestral home um and if you live in the east and have been wondering why you're traveling to homebush to watch south sydney play you may not have to do that for very much longer just to uh, just to confirm shane is it is it still looking at <coughs> excuse me sorry um mm -hmm. still looking at around september 2022 as I think they're talking finals next year. As they a... will be playing the finals. That they will be playing the finals there. The, the the state government have assured the NRL. Yeah, not that that means much in New South Wales. Um, look at their light rail system. Um, but but yeah, um, basically they've said that that all all things are going to to plan, and they will be playing uh, finals at that venue, which means that in twenty twenty three, um, they'll be looking at that. So and. Um, yeah, so bit of, bit of trivia. Does anyone know what the final event was prior to the SFS uh, closing down? No, it was a Michael Bublé concert, actually. Oh, really? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Just bit of trivia Michael for you. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Um, look, and I suppose I've, I've, I've rambled on a bit with the two bits. I, I didn't have that many, but to, to finish off, no. Um, it would. I think with the we could bring up the judiciary, but that's an absolute joke. To anyway, so. Um, what yeah. happened in the Parramatta game probably don't worry mate we've got the gas still to come 1200 $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, so we've got the gas to come I suppose but um, yeah. Boyd Cordner has yeah has uh, put up the boots on what was an absolute illustrious career um, it, it's becoming the way that sadly I shouldn't have said sadly because what I want to say afterwards doesn't sound right but but fortunately, I'll say fortunately, um, uh, the NRL players are starting to look after their health. It does mean that sadly we won't see these players around anymore. But fortunately, it means they're going to be looking after their health. It means they're looking after their futures. Their husbands, they've got kids um, yeah. and they need to look after number one. They, they run out there and they bash themselves up for our entertainment. Um, you know, it's not too far away from what we see what we we're seeing in um, in the Coliseum. So when a player like Board Cordner puts his hand up and says, "I need to stop," yeah, um, I think that needs to be applauded. I think yeah. that needs to be. Um, I think I think as as fans, we need to applaud every player that does that. 
And a guy like Boyd Cordner, who who's absolutely played at the highest level, um, captain of New South Wales, at the start of the year, you thought would have played rugby league. So, um, you know, that definitely gives... Um, I've heard Uncle Nick say that that gives the Roosters $12.7 million to play with, so that's good. Um, they can go out and buy something. Um, but I think that... Um, when we talk about Boyd Cordner, he's going to go down as one of the, the greats of rugby league. He he will be in the Hall of Fame in years to come. Mm. He was an absolute brilliant football player. But I think it's good to see a guy like him. He can really be the the role model and the beacon for those after that go. I've got a family. I, I'm I've given my all to this game, and unfortunately, my body. And that's what I was trying to say before. Unfortunately, his body just, um, it, it, it can't cope. And thankfully, and we hope that he lives a long, prosperous, healthy life because um, what we're starting to see is, is players really being affected by head knocks. And he's one guy who's put his hand up. I uh, Look, you know, we can talk about the South Roosters rivalry to the cows come home, but he was always a player I respected and admired. And whenever he played for New South Wales, you knew you knew he was safe as houses. He, yeah. He's an exceptional player, played the game hard, had skill, and 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 not. And I read an article. I don't know where this was. I'm trying to think. Someone was talking about how he found his skill sort of later in his career. And I'm like, from what I remember of Boyd Cordner, he was on point from day one. So um, a very, very accomplished rugby league player who has a few premiership rings, a New South Wales Blues win or two. And um, yeah, I I think it's a good thing. Yeah, oh, look. <clears throat> Definitely. This guy will, yeah, as you said, he, 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 he will be a Hall of Famer one day. Um, great achievements. He um, he had a whole heap of injuries as a as a teenager. Um, was was targeted early as a, as an exceptional talent, but he missed seasons because of knee injuries and apparently very badly broken jaw. So even before he he got into the uh, NRL, he had a lot of damage to his body. Um, those things you can recover from, but head knocks, you know, you. you you worry about your long-term health and and he's doing the right thing as Shane said wish him uh, every success in his future and particularly a healthy future the guy's not even 30 years old yet no no I mean he seems like he's been around for the last 15 to 20 years Um, but he's still I mean he's he's still not even 30 years old Um, so he's got hopefully a long a happy life ahead of him that will still involve rugby league no doubt he will be uh i dare say probably part of the rooster system um but yeah just wish him every success um for a guy who's been around for quite a while and seemingly forever he's actually i think only played about 170 180 odd nrl games 183 so yeah, and a lot yep. of that's due Hell to the impact in that time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's yep. it's quality rather than quantity there. Yeah, and and with with a the Roosters system is going to have a lot of young players coming through. Imagine walking in the dressing room and seeing him. You'd 
you'd lift like you'd you'd ride you know you'd just your whole your whole being would just want to play for that guy and if you played in the Roosters jersey so yeah. yeah and there's and when you look at it like as Griffo said he's played 183 matches for the Roosters uh, he's only 29 years of age and he's only just ticked over to 29 uh, a couple of weeks ago he had his birthday in early June uh, so we've got to think he hasn't played since. Would have been Origin last year yeah, at the end was, of the uh, game. Yeah, first, first Origin game, I think. So, so realistically, with the Origin, keep in mind, at the end of the season last year, we're looking at someone who played their last rugby league game at 28 years of age. But in that time, as you boys said, um, he had two games for Country Origin, uh, 16 for New South Wales, uh, and obviously series there where he captained the side, lifting the shield. Um, 20 games for Australia. So he was a real key part... Um, you know, of, of these representative sides originally from um, Taree in New South Wales and, uh, yeah, was recruited by the Roosters. Um, and, and as you guys said, he, he is quite a resilient guy. He had a lot of injuries and, um, you know, a lot of setbacks in his early career, but also, you know, on a personal level, he um, he lost his mother to cancer when he was only four years old. So, just to give uh, Boyd Cordner throughout his whole life, you know, um, a lot of credit and some resilience, uh, you know, for, for his resiliency. He's, um, he, he seems like a great guy who's had a great career. And um, right from the time when, you know, I, you know, we first heard of him in probably about 2009 for the uh, Roosters NYC side, the, uh, the old under-20s comp, um, People that, that was a good side from memory. That had that had some it was at 2011. They had well, he was in the side between 2009 and 2011. Um, yeah, look, uh, I, I can't remember exactly the uh, the uh, no, I remember there, were, there was some, crack, yeah, yeah, yeah no, nah, the, there's a good, good, <coughs> good, good teams there. Great player, and, um, great bloke by this, uh, you know, I don't know him personally, obviously, but everything, all accounts, uh, and he's a big part of the club. In a similar vein, I think, to Jake Friend, where they've actually gained a legend this year through retirement, and I think that uh, these young blokes coming through really have a, uh, a leader and a mentor around the club to, um, to look up to definitely. in the future. Can I just add one thing, and it's, it's not about Boyd Cordner, but by about bigger, I think... I think when you get guys like Boyd Cordner coming in and playing the game as hard as they do, I think we're now starting to see in this modern game where people do care about their health yep. and um, and how and how physical the games become. I think we're starting to see the shelf life of, of really yep. hard hitting second rowers and hook and 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 um, and front rowers and and uh, locks who who really just put their all in and, and just with no consideration of their body, just, just go in. So um, I, I think we're starting to see what the shelf life of some of these players are going to be like. Yeah, it's probably a fair call. Which, compares, which, which means they deserve, yeah, they deserve the money they get. They want the million bucks, they deserve it because they've got a very limited shelf life. Yeah, most definitely. That's that's what we've got to remember here. And and even now that we know more about concussion and the impact of these head injuries, uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to see a lot more retirements. But as Shane said, you know, it is fortunate for the health of these uh, these football players. If this decision 
means that Boyd Cordner lives a long and healthy life, um, then I think it's uh, it's it's definitely um, a great decision. Sad not to see him on the field, but at the end of the day, footy's a game and the health of the players comes first. One last quick tidbit. I just saw it. Congratulations to Benji Marshall on the birth of his new baby. Oh. Yep. Just, Good just, just, just announced uh, just announced oh. a few minutes ago. So there you go. Ah, Congratulations, that- Benji. Yep, congratulations, Benji. And that'll make a bit more sense in regards to some of the team news this week. That might indicate why uh, we don't see him on a South Sydney team sheet. But before we get to the uh, the games this week in the team sheets, um, we might go to Griffo for Griffo's grab. for us this way okay um this grabbed my eye it was the very first game of the round um i didn't see all of the games um over the weekend i saw most of them uh, i spent a lot of time listening on the radio I was in the car a lot anyway grabbed my eye i thought this is it this is uh, this is my grab uh nothing i saw after that changed it and this uh, guy Probably who um, he's not considered one of the, the top liners of the NRL. Uh, I think he was standing in, in, in for Tommy Turbo, Ruben Garrick. Uh, Ruben Garrick, uh, he's, a, he's been a good player for a couple of years now. Um, a, a St. George Illawarra Jr. I think is out of Jeringong originally. And some very good rugby league players have come out of that town. Small town in the, on the south coast, beautiful place. It's a cracker place, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's great, yeah. The Mick Cronin's pub uh, yes. down at Jeringong. Um, yeah, I love that uh, I love that place. Anyway, this guy's out of there um, via the Dragons uh, junior system. Um, I don't know that he... I don't think he ever played uh, first grade for, for the Dragons. But it's their loss, really, because he's quite a handy player. And he did something uh, on, uh, on being Friday night that I'd not seen him do before. And that was for uh, out of fullback, uh, picked up a kick through, possibly in his own in goal um, or, or just outside, beat one or two and uh, no one caught him. Went the length of the field. Um, and we've seen players like Ryan Papenhausen do that in the past. And I thought, wow, uh, when, when Papenhausen did it. So I've got to pay the same compliment to Ruben Garrick does look impressive when you pick up a ball on your own line or thereabouts and um, and you go coast to coast and uh, give your, your team four points. And he did that and uh, he, was, he was man of the match. He actually ran for 324 metres in that game, which is, um, you know, by any standards, high. Obviously, about 100 of those metres with this try, but you, you can't take that away. That's, that's part of what he did. Um, so well done him and uh, well done Manly on winning a game convincingly um, without Tommy Turbo. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's, uh, that would be that in Jerry itself Gong. was eye-catching, you know. Yeah. Was, they were down 12-0. That's true. Down 12-0. That's true. Um, and they score 50. Ruben uh, Garrett, well that, that would be the Jeringong Lions. He would have it played is. for down there. Yeah, it's good, good, good yep. footy side too. Um, One wish starts out yes. to that town, the Sims yes. brothers, 
Cronin. Yep, Jerry Gone Lines is it? It's a, it's a polo. If you could get it, if you if you could grab hold of a Jerry Gone Lines polo, you, you're you you're winning. That would be a good polo to wear around. Um, and do you know yeah, that... he's a good player. I remember him playing for. He played twenties for. He played twenties for the um Dragons. for the for the Dragons, and he made his debut. I'm pretty sure he made his debut at the start of the season for Manly. Um, I can't remember who they played, but. I think a few, it was about 19. A few weeks later. West, they oh, played geez, that week. Uh, they played West, did they? Yep. So I think he made the boo against West, but I remember it was about around, ooh, early on in that see, that year, he, they beat, they beat the... Is that the day they beat the Bulldogs and then they, they signed the him up? 18-10, and yeah. he scored all 18 points. I remember yeah. watching that game going, he could be the future here. And then he sort of fell off the radar at times, but he looks like... You know, the way he's been playing lately, he's, he's sort of coming back a bit. So it's good to see him playing well. Well, the interesting thing about that 2019 season, you, you, you mentioned there, Shane, you know, he got that go. It was the 18-10 against the Dogs. He scored yeah. all the points. Yeah. Um, Faye, get on. Yes. Get Faye on that. Yes, it was. And I think that was where they came out basically uh, in that same week and said, look, we're going to sign him up. And I think that contract they signed him up to runs out at the end of this year. The other interesting little tidbit about him is uh, we forget that in that 19, 2019 season, he was their top try scorer, their top point scorer. Yeah, he, he and, was on fire. He and, was their and, goal kicker. Yeah, and what we've got to remember is yeah. that was that year when they were unlucky to go out in the finals in the second week to South. So That's right. That was, That's in right. A, that was in a successful uh, manly team. I, I think that he's... Um, He's definitely got to be a big part of uh, this um, th- this team for the uh, for the manly side. We're looking, at, we're looking at him being maybe twenty three. Yep, he's very young, right. very young still. Yep, yeah, and even earlier on in the year, um, yeah, he's. I think that day when um, they beat the Gold Coast, I think that was that start of that 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 turnaround where they won. 30-something to nil. I think he scored a couple of tries. He's a goal kicker. I think if Manly start to hit form, he could be one of those players that you start to see uh, yeah. in contention for top and, point scorer. And I think he just needs constant football. I think it, I think, I think think at times Manly were unsure what type of, of winger they wanted or what type of outside back they wanted. Yeah. Now now he's, he's, he's yes, yeah, definitely. I think he's a complete footballer. I really do think he's, he's, he's good value. Um I, I I really like what he does. I, I think he I think Manly when you look at Manly, one, two, three, four, five, six, they've got some talent. You know, Saab, they've they've realized how to use him. Number one, well, he's outstanding. And Tommy Turbo and and um and, and you've got uh Hank Scorpio in there as well. <laughs> He's outstanding. <laughs> he is a good footy player, isn't he? Hank Scorpio. <laughs> Hank Scorpio. Oh, I love that. Hank Scorpio. Yeah, he there's one for all the Simpsons fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. He's a good footy player. He's, he's really good. He was the one that the Bulldogs let go. Mm, yep. In time when they've been signing a lot of players and some not so good, uh, he... he, he I remember watching him. Uh, might have been a 
um, New South Wales Cup Grand Final. I don't know if they won or not, but he looked good in that game. And mm. he came through. He might have only played a handful of first-grade games for the Dogs and uh, was, a, I think, a mid-season signing last year to the Seagulls. And he's gone from strength to strength. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So keep and, in mind with Ruben Garrick, you know, I talked about him with point scorers. Um, he's actually now second on the... Uh, Top point scorers list. He's only just on the dogs. I forgot to mention DWZ. Oh. Pretty much to the Warriors. Interestingly enough, well, they didn't miss him on the weekend. No, no. You know, DWZ reportedly on eight hundred grand at the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's right out. or not, but gee, that's I'll, a lot of money for a guy. I'll tell you what. How does he sleep? Because I, t- I don't know how he sleeps. Because every bed full of money. Oh, he must, because to be honest with you, every week when he cashes his paycheck, he's stealing money, I tell you what. But yeah. good on him. It's not his problem. You no. know, they've won two games now. He didn't play in either of them. Jeez, you don't have to be a scientist a, to work there's out the recipe. What the, uh, yeah, what the hey? common, common factor is there. Anyway, look, we don't know. That could be something that turns out that, you know, for the Warriors, it's a bit of a gaff. It could be something that, you know, works out for them. But um, I just look. don't know why he's rated so highly. I don't understand it. Don't I, I, I've watched him for a number of years. And the, it first came to me <clears throat> that he's got a mistake in him. Was the game, the year South won the competition. Um, the Panthers were playing the Bulldogs in the prelim final after they'd had a great win. might have been against, Roosters. against the Roosters the week yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, gee, we're, it's opened up. I, even, I was at that game with my daughter. I said, well, you know, well, we're going to play. There was a range of teams they could have played because uh, other teams had to play. I thought, gee, we, you know, we've got a possibility. we make the grand final here. And... Um, Early in that game, there was a yeah. kick downfield from uh, from the Bulldogs. He runs it back, drops the ball, knock on, scrum. Bulldogs try. Whenever whenever in the game after that, you know, I thought yeah, it's been a, a litany of mistakes ever since. Yes, I remember South belting Manly and thinking, oh, well, we got Penrith in a fortnight. That was silly, wasn't it? Hmm. Well, it was. <laughs> but it was anyway, South won. Still, that it was game. a great great game. <laughs> Indeed. Take that one. Um all right, guys. Well um yeah, Ruben Garrick, that's a that, that's a good one. I reckon he's one to keep your eye on. If you're not a player if you're not a fan of Manly and you haven't been keeping across what he's doing, you know uh, have, he, a, have a look at his he's, stuff. He's adding significant value to himself. Yep. And there's you know, there's gonna be clubs knocking on the door. So yep. good on him. Yeah, that's all you can do. Play good football. You know, his goal kicking is very good. At the end of the day, then then you up your price, and and he's he's definitely doing that. So um, kudos to him. And you know, if anyone's got a Jeringong uh, polo, care of Carpool Rugby League, you know, to send three of them. Sounds good. All right, guys. Now, um, Graham's gaff this week. I was very tempted, and I was a bit, I don't know, I was a bit bitter with the the dragons the other day. Um, I, I think Griffo's famous words on the uh, <laughs> on the text message prior to the game. I said, 
I was on a full round going into the uh, the Dogs and uh, St. George game, and I said, look, I'll be pissed off if the Dogs cost me my full round. Griffo's famous last words were, they're the Dogs, you should be right. Uh, <laughs> just an update for the listeners, I got seven out of eight last week. The Dragons, um, <laughs> they get my honourable mention for Gaff this week. Um, losing Your to the honorable Bulldogs. Honourable mention? Oh, my God, Graham. What could be the gaff? The gaff is the crackdown. Seriously. (laughs) The crackdown. Now, there are cracks all over the place. Yes. There's a crackdown. They're cracking up. The the cracks are opening up everywhere, unfortunately, for this crackdown. You know why they call it a crackdown? Why is that? It's just one big ass. Yeah, yeah. This this seriously... One big crack. This is... I, I don't know. This is this is cracking us up. It could be the Irish crack, which means joke. It Ooh. is a joke. Yeah. Don't don't tell. Don't ask me how to spell that. Um. Jeez, I haven't seen that Jim movie Allen in a lot. In yeah, that was a good crack. movie. Jim Allen yeah. was in it. It was a good movie. Yeah, you gotta love it. Anyway, um, look, this crackdown um, is my gaff at the moment. Just basically, I want to talk to you fellas about some of the in- inconsistencies we've seen. Across the uh, NRL, Griffo and I started to boil to the ch- kettle, listeners. This could uh, take a while. <laughs> we started to talk about it last week, and what really, uh, you know, lit the fire under my crack last week was the uh, the situation with Cameron Munster, where basically you can kick a bloke in the guts and it costs you a thousand bucks. As we discussed last week, the match uh, the match fee from Origin uh, covered that quite handsomely. Uh, he still comes out quite well in front but we saw it start to continue and I think um, I think the thing that that proves our point is we're not seeing consistency and I think we're starting to see the fading away of the crackdown Um, just off air before we went on uh, tonight we had a brief chat about uh, some of the charges from this week Uh, take for example the Mikasivo one we know that Mikasivo got that 10 in the bin um, Griff, yeah, that's it. In Magic Round, that's a send-off. Uh, and then now we're finding out the judiciary that uh, it's a grade two careless high tackle. Uh, other ones from the week that we were going to talk about. Um, Papali'i is the big one. That's the elephant in the Papali'i, yeah. Uh, How pop, that guy pop. just gets away with the fuck. Uh, uh, look. Yeah. Ray Hadley. Ray Hadley. It's because you know, he's only just coming back. What Ray Hadley says, and if you can find it, people, he was on Fox just recently, and what Ray Hadley said, I think, was actually hit the nail on the head. He basically said that the that the judiciary, the match review committee, whoever sets this, is out of their depth. They don't know what to do. They need someone in there who is a consultant that can offer some form of consistency. They're in trouble. They don't get what their job is or their brief is. And it, it, it's 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 a farce. Mm. It is nothing less than a farce at the moment. You get put on report, you just don't know. Yep. And the thing is, people say, "Oh, this is about making the game safe." No, it's not. It was about making the game safe. It would be consistent. I'm finding it very interesting that players all of a sudden don't get don't get weeks off, but there's billions of fines being issued. Monster you know, what, again. Who, he, who's their? Who's their? Who's their? Um. Who's their? Who's their consultant? Friggin' New South Wales Highway Patrol. But the thing like, is, is, is it a quota system? Like, what's is, going on here? This is what I get with Monster. If he got, 
if he got more than a fine and he had carryover points, and I talked about this last week, the fines don't have carryover points, whereas you get another bloke that gets a week, he's basically getting a week and a half. Munster's got two fines in two weeks. Okay, collectively it's costing close to three grand, which Not him. who cares? It no. doesn't cost him. It's cost the sponsor on the... It's cost menu log. Some, yeah. It's cost menu log or tradie. What's the other one there? Tradie. That's who it's cost. It's cost tradie three grand. It hasn't cost him a cracker. It's costing bugger all. There's only one referee that's refereed any game properly with this, and that's Grant Atkins. In the South first Penrith game, his refereeing and control of that game was on point. And if you look at him throughout the weeks, I think he's actually been the the role model. And I'm not saying that because, you know, he's from the mountains, we've got an affiliation. I'm saying that he, watch what he does. If he puts him in the bin, it deserves it. If he sends him off, it deserves it. He controls the game on the ground. That's what we want. I'm sure as players, as fans, that's what we want. Coaches want the game controlled on the ground. The minute you're seeing absolute grubbery where a knee can be put into someone and the best they get is a fine, the NRL's out of control. They've mm. got to fix this up because there's fans that are getting really disenchanted with the fact that people can get fined. I'm telling you now, would Isaac Luke have gotten fined in 2014 before the grand final? Would Cameron Smith have been gotten fined? People have missed massive games in their history over this. And all of a sudden now they're finding it very interesting that fines seem to be the order of the day. Who do fines who are fines in the best interest of? The NRL or the player? The NRL. 100 percent I think it's a joke. I think they really need to go back to the drawing board with this. It's become a farce. Um, what was meant to what was meant to keep players safe has uh, filled the pockets of the NRL. It's frustrated the fans. It's frustrated coaches. Players have no freaking idea what to do. Wake up to yourselves. Fix it now. Glad I mentioned it, mate. It. That, I'm glad you were able to release that valve there. What are uh, your thoughts, Griff? Well, my thoughts are... Uh, I, I do agree with Shane on one point about the referee did a good job in the South Panthers game, but I, I can't say that he did a great job on Sunday. No, uh, I didn't. Mind you, I didn't see him. So, uh, <laughs> so he was the referee of that game. I thought Sevo should have went. I mean, he got Sevo ten minutes. He yeah. should have been sent from the field. Yeah. Yep. And that was the same game where Isaiah Papali'i. Mm-hmm. Well, and I didn't see this because I I was listening to most of it on the radio. I saw a bit of the first half, but he deliberately am, put his knee on the head I, of. Um, Leilua. Yeah, I did see some of that. Yeah. My apologies. So I think that the the ref, the video ref, like these half the guy, now that we're going back to one, the video ref plays a big role. I think it's up to the video ref to say he's got to go. Do you know why Papali'i got an $1,100 fine? Because the week before, the NRL set the precedent with Cameron Munster that if you kick a bloke in the guts, you get get an $1,100 fine. Because he's Cameron Munster. But that's the thing. If you set that there, now all of a sudden someone does something else where it's contrary conduct, they want to call it, okay, he drops a knee. What that's what you they're calling it. This, the whole thing down was about attacking the head. Yeah. Regardless of whether he's standing or, yeah. on another man's head on the ground. Yeah. Now, he got cops are fine. Can yeah. I ask that's you to this? Can I ask you to this? 
Go back, get into DeLorean, click it to 88 miles per hour, go back 12 months. Right, and we're watching rugby league. That happens. What do you expect to happen? What would you He's say? You get suspended. Right. Right. So it's not about what they've just invented. It's rubbish. They're just no consistency. They've got no idea. It's made and it, that's the thing. It's made it's it not worse. As if it's, inconsistency. it's not as if it's an issue now. This has been an issue that we've been whinging about for years. Back when boys... we were in the car doing this thing, Graham and I would have to go <laughs> to freaking Lithgow and back when we start this rep because it was just a joke. You know, chuck another two bucks in the toll. We're going around the M2 again because it's just it. They haven't figured it out. And finally, when we thought they're getting real, they're getting serious. They're not. They're hopeless. They're the weakest link. Goodbye. The, the chain's only as strong as your weakest link. And yet again, they've buggered it up. Yet again, we're seeing people walk free when there's people who have... There's people who are going to miss out on daily ends. There are people that are going to miss out on, 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 on grand finals, on final games, on, on matches that matter because, because you know what? The, the, the match review committee rolled out of one side of the bed and says, we'll do a fine today. And then they rolled out the other side and the judiciary said, we're going to give them three weeks. I, I can't pick it anymore. You give me 15 shots at the head, whether it's a knee, whether it's a high shot. And, and look, okay, I want someone to do it because if you boys can do it, you're better people than me. Because if I saw 15 shots at the head, I couldn't tell you anymore whether they were one, two weeks, contrary conduct, um, dangerous, uh, whatever. I couldn't tell you anymore. I've, I, I'm, I've, I've got nothing. I'm just, Most... I'm just a spectator. And I'll tell you what I do know. A try is worth four. Conversion's worth two, which makes six. A penalty goal's worth two. Field goal, one outside of the 40th. That's, That's about Not all I know at the moment. Because bugger if I can get get an idea of what's happening anywhere else. Well, I've mate... got a suggestion, um, and my suggestion is that the match review committee is no longer a committee. Get one guy in there, mm, yeah, one guy. At least he'll be consistent, and get some consistency there. Because the the other the other. The other um, on-field incident that wasn't dealt with, which, when you look at the footage, it makes it even more of a joke, was Kevin Proctor. Yes. Now, the shot on Manu. Proctor, yeah. He hit Manu fair across the face with contact, forceful. And after he after hit Manu, you know what he was hitting? The ground. Because he yeah. knew he'd stuffed up. Straight he away, he didn't he? Torn. He whacked the ground. He's and went, whacking oh. the ground because, yeah. oh, God, yes, I'm going to get sent off here. He's, he nah, put his hand nothing. up. He put his nothing. hand up. He whacked the ground. Mate, and do you know who I think should feel you know hard done by? It looks like bloody the USS Enterprise. Oh. You've got Kirk, Spock, Uhura, <laughs> the whole thing in front of them. And they can't, oh, oh I don't know what's going on. Like, oh, I hit him in the nose, did he? Oh, uh, oh, well, he's on the ground now. Just play it. Mate, what about poor Hetherington? He got sent. Yeah, sent. He got sent. And that's his flip side. Far out. What happens when the guy... Hetherington's one was a send-off. Proctor stays on the field. There's proof that's the inconsistency. It's not only the fans that are confused... 
the ref the refs aren't sure. The bunker's not sure. Nobody knows. Well, Jock, I'm worried about this happening in a big game Jock and costing Jackson's a team. Ten in the bin was interesting too, where he just went. He got sent in the bin because they're like, oh no, there's too many repeat sets or whatever. No. All right. The dot. I think St George and I like Andrew Voss brought this up because <laughs> you know St George conceded a try when they were playing twelve, which makes it even funnier. He said they got the warning. Um, the dog scored. Then there were two more times where they they gave away six again, and nothing happened. Mm. Josh Jackson is on his parked on his backside in the dressing room for ten in the bin for less than what the. There's no consistent. I know you no. know what I think. I think to be fair to the referees, they've made it so complicated now that the referees don't know whether they're Arthur or Martha. They don't know whether they're coming or going. And they're worried about... They just they don't know what to do. They've and got the this accountability. On, they don't want to get in the strife. I don't always blame the, the bloke on the field. They're relying on the $52 billion um, USS Enterprise bunker that's been established mm-hmm. that, you know, has everything up but the kitchen sink in it. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a white elephant. Oh, yeah, he's hit him high. Okay, should I send him? There was one game three weeks ago where the, the referee asked, okay, should I send him? And it was crickets. Because they don't know. Do you know what they're doing? The reason why they're in the bunker is because they weren't, they're not, they're they're sort of, they're pseudo-referees now. I saw the bunker. Haven't you seen where they panned around? They've got the big chocolate wheel and they just spin it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish. (laughs) It's frustrating. It's frustrating. because, Because you know what? We'd much rather be talking about the game. Yeah. But this, this is ridiculous. There's one guy at least, who I would recommend to be on the match review committee in the future, or not be a committee of himself, and that's Kevin Proctor. You know why? Because yeah. he knew. He knew it. He should have went. He was the he only knew. one. He knew it. The who, only person yeah. who didn't know he should have went was the referee. He's wait, he was waiting, wasn't he? He thought, I'm done. Oh, yeah, just straight away. Hand in Put head. Put him on the panel. Bang the ground, hand up. Anyway, look, you you guys made a good point. Do you know what the best point out of all of that was? Let's talk some footy. All right, there's That's kickoff good. for this week. All right. Um, so this week we're kicking off, first of all, Thursday. Broncos taking on the Rabbitohs up at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Uh, so team news in regards to the Broncos. The question marks this week for the Broncos team are around Xavier Coates. He's got a hamstring injury. Uh, They'll be giving him um, every opportunity to ensure that he uh, is fit and joining the game. As we're recording this, we're we're seeing um, the team's just updated, so I'm trying to... um, trying to ensure that I've got the latest and up-to-date information. of What I have now has Coates still in the side. They're expecting him to play. Um, Dale Copley's on standby just in case. Tessie Nayu is uh, playing fullback this week. Hunt's going to go again at 5'8 after playing his first game last week in, geez, what would that have been? 2009, I think, was his last game prior to that. So, uh, Albert Kelly, um, look... He's got a hamstring strain. Now, the hokey pokey, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. The the curse of the halves for Brisbane. Um, they've got another halves pairing. So, look, he's going to be out for another week. 
Flegler. Yeah, so what, what, what we've got there is we've got Tyson Gamble at half. Uh, he did, these, this was the combination last, last week. Last week, yeah, yeah. It wasn't named, but it's what they ended up going with. So um, it is the combination, keep in mind, from last week. It's what ended up on the field. Ketley was out even though he was named. Uh, Flegler's still in that 13 jersey. Asiata's is going to the bench. Um, they've just cut their two players from the squad with the 24 hours before kickoff. That's Ricky and Kennedy. Uh, for the Rabbitohs, uh, Dane Gagai and Jai Arrow have been cleared to make a return. They were arrested last week after Origin, and there was a few injury scares. There was a lot of talk about Dane Gagai and possibly breaking his hand. Um, all the news seems to be uh, come back clear and good for Dane Gagai, so he'll be taking his spot this week. Damian Cook and Cameron Murray also come back into the team. They were arrested after Origin last week uh, in the side that played against uh, the Newcastle Knights. As we mentioned before, Benji Marshall's not in the squad this week. Uh, it was a bit of a mystery as to why, I think, uh, given the fact that, um, as Shane said, he uh, he and his wife had a child uh, just today. That would make sense, and uh, it seems as though, um, yeah, they're giving him the option to, to sit this one out. Um, this week, I'm just having a look at the reserves, just seeing who has dropped off. Uh, the players that have... Dropped off by the looks of it. Jaden Sewer, a bit of an interesting one. He's not in the side. Uh, he's dropped off the reserves. Um, is he still there? No, he's still, no, he's still there. there. Sorry. I should have. I apologize. Knight, Knight and Mansell were the players that, that were admitted. Gone. So, uh, yeah, for Liam Knight, um, it's a it's another week where he'll be out of the squad. Um, he's, he's out of favor. And Jaden Sewer, um, you'd expect if the Rabbitohs are... 1 to 17, he won't take place. Bit of a different role for Braden Burns this week, though. Uh, number 14 on the interchange bench. Um, look, we, we, we know that they've got a, um, a new halves combination yet again. We saw them last week, the, the Broncos. Carmichael Hunt playing his first game in a long time. Bit of a step up uh, this week when they take on the Rabbitohs. They're welcoming back quite a few Origin stars, Griffo. Uh, despite the fact that the game's in Brisbane, uh, a lot of Rabbitohs fans would be pretty keen to um, to see their their big names uh, hit some form against the Broncos. I think it could be a carnage uh, involved here. Um, I haven't looked at this week's games to be honest until you know we're going through them now. Um, but this is shaping it as my joker um, without having looked at the other games, but. Um, I just think it's one-way traffic. This is uh, about the best Souths can field. I don't know that they've got too many injuries anymore. Um, there are players not in the 17 who we might have thought earlier in the year were going to be part of their 17, but that's purely because they're not being picked by the coach um, who sees that other players are in better form. So th- this is the... Uh, this is the million dollar, or actually million is underscoring it somewhat. This is the back line. It's just about the best t- South can field. You've got Latrell at fullback, Johnson, who's a, a try-scoring freak. Gagai, who's been in outstanding form this year. Campbell Graham's been really good. Milne has come into this team and, and is doing good things, and he's keeping out other maybe more credentialed players. And then you've got Walker and Reynolds. Um, there's plenty of points in that back line. 
the forwards are very, very solid. Um, you got, you know, one of the best forwards in the world in Cameron Murray. Jay Arrell's fantastic. Kalor Matongi is now part of the New South Wales squad. Tavita Totola has been solid for a number of years. Damien Cook's one of the best hookers in the game. And then there's smashing, baby, <laughs> who's having an absolutely smashing 2021, keeping out the likes of Thomas Burgess. Smashing Nichols. Says a fair bit. Indeed. So um, he's in the form of his career, Mark Nichols. I don't know how old he is. He looks like he's been around for a while. But he's, he's playing good footy and he deserves his spot there. And he can bring off... Bring on the likes of Tom Burgess um, from the bench. So I just think this is a team that, uh, uh, you know, the Broncos' strength is their forwards. Um, I think Souths can match them in the forwards and maybe even better them, to be honest, because there's a couple of Broncos there who, at their best, are devastating, but they're rarely at their best. And, and that's the, been the problem for the Broncos over the last few years is that they've had name players who don't play up to their name. Um, the Broncos back line constantly chopping and changing as you've mentioned I don't think those guys are going to worry South Sydney's back line too much at all to be honest with you um, save the fact that Colts is very good in the air so um, but if that's what you're relying on scoring from bombs and, and you've got problems um, I think it's South Sydney all the way here Shano Yep, I've got South Sydney too. Um, look, and to everyone, happy Beanie Round. Um, Mark Hughes Foundation, yes. of course. Uh, if you can go to, your lo- go to your local IGA, grab yourself a beanie, as I know many of you do every year. And uh, if not, jump onto their website, um, Google Mark Hughes Foundation. You'll be able to get your beanie there. Donate some money, please, to what is an absolutely worthwhile cause. Um yeah, look, Griffo, what can I add? When I look at the back line, I really do think, um, you know, that, that that edge of South Sydney's is just sublime at times. It, it, it No matter, it's no secret what they're going to do, yet they just seem to be able to score. Um, interestingly enough, Braden Burns, number 14, he's there to cover Dane Gagai. Dane Gagai has been given... Um, Dan Gagai has been given right up to the final minute. Uh, my hot tip is that he will come off there. Jaden Sewell will go on. Braden Burns will be the 14th, uh, 18th player, sorry, uh, in number 14. So I think that's what's going to happen there. They're just, they're just giving Gagai a look, you know, he will play the next origin. So you're better off trying to give him some space and some time to, to heal if there is an issue. Um, interestingly enough, Blake Taff really really is part of the fold there at South Sydney and 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 playing some good football. When I look at the, the when I look at the Broncos, what else can I add to, to what you said? Xavier Coates he is he is a, a very good player, but look, they're they're in a world of hurt at the moment, the Broncos. Um, they're really struggling to find what their what their role is. Um, you know, you got Ford running sideways at times rather than hitting the line. You've got them messing up in the back line. You've got backs taking up hit-ups. It, it, it's just a shambles. Um, this week, we're going to see uh, Hunt and Gamble in with Turpin um, and and New in as their spine. It, it, it's, it's a worry. They're, they're, they've, um, they're, they're, their side, you know, 
a while ago, we could say that the Brisbane Broncos on paper look a good side, and for some reason, they're just not firing. At the moment, on paper now, they don't look that great. Their, their forward pack has some punch, but I really do think they've lost heart. They're, they're, they're struggling at the moment. I'm with you, Griff. They're my joker for this week, South Sydney. I, I just look at this team and I just go, if South Sydney don't put this team to the sword, then maybe South Sydney have a few issues. Um, this will not be like the 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 Newcastle game last week where South won by 14 and was sort of struggling at times. I think I think now they're going to have – they've got their origin players back. They've got a full week of training under their belt. Although they're playing a way up in Brisbane, I do think that this is going to be a fairly uh, comprehensive win to the Cardinal and Myrtle from Redfern. Graham, aside from your tip in a moment, I just got a question what your thoughts are on the Broncos in terms of they had a well-publicised change of coach. (laughs) And how would you say that they're fit? Under a new coach, do you think they're any better, any worse, or just as awful as they were last year? I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> yeah. No. Can I say this? Can I, I don't mean to steal your thunder, Graham. The question was to you, but I'll, I'll say this. When he came up, when, when South Sydney signed Wayne Bennett, I was actually really frustrated and I was a bit angry because... Um, Kevy Walters was looking for a job and I was really upset South didn't offer it to him. There's a part of me now that's glad I was wrong. I don't know. But they do have I a just, lot of coaches like, there. It's funny. Well, but there's John you know, the Cahart, guy, you know, Terry Matteson. They kicked out Corey Parker. They brought him back. They've got a host of... Uh, you know, it's not just Kevin Walters. He's got a team of coaches. Yeah, he's got a whole mob around him. And the thing, and the thing for me is, it's one thing to get, it's one thing to get the superstars of, you know, like if someone said to me, Shane, can you can you coach this side for me and see how you go? Right, we're going to start off with we'll, we'll give you people like Billy Slater, and then we'll give you Greg Inglis, we'll give you Dane Gagai, we'll give you, you know, like and, and you start rattling through them. Uh, Cooper Cronk, we're going to give you Jonathan Thurston, we're going to give you Cameron Smith and you go, okay, all right. <laughs> what, am I, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, like, do I have to book their rooms? Like, you know, like what? It, that, that, and I think that's the problem. I think I think there's a good coach in Kevin Walters. I think he's got the nucleus, but he's been, he's, they're in a world of hurt, that club.
Can I say Xavier Coates, his form went into origin and I didn't think he played all that well. I think the fact that he plays at Brisbane was the reason. You look at when he got the ball on the edges, he was just throwing them back on the inside. He, he didn't create – he didn't – there was no sense of urgency when the when he got the ball. You know what? Because he's doing the simple things, holding the ball. Knows his role. I'll offload every now and then. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I don't think he's pretty he much full strength. Substance. The right? other, the other guy who, the other guy who I think, for for his own benefit, needs to light up New South Wales Cup is um, Masters from South Sydney. He was a guy that this time last year, when he when he got given the centres jersey, um, was going to be the next big thing, and really poor buggers struggling. Mm.
Yeah, it's a tough one to pick this one. But I've got a question first, Graham. You're generally all over, you know, the ins and outs. Um, the balloon. What's happened to the balloon? He's not listed. Is he injured? Helium. What's his name, Shane? Luki Helium Luki. Yeah, Helium. He's he's injured. He's injured. Okay, so that he fell out of favour, but I think he actually. Funnily enough, I thought I think. No, I think I actually think like I actually think I read he got injured in a he didn't get injured in a in a first grade game. He got injured in the lower one, I think. But I think it was, well, was very good. The blow. Yeah, all the mail says that these two sides are going to be one to eighteen. Okay, I just so wondered can... because uh, he came up um, in a. It, got, it was part of a grab a couple of mm. weeks ago from mm-hmm. Reese Walsh when the balloon chased him right. the length of the field. That's right. It was a great no, effort. I think, I'm just wondering if, think, if the balloon's think, lost all its air. No, since that's right. <laughs> Maybe it was the gas that got him there. Um, yeah. Now, I, I'm pretty sure he picked up he picked up an injury. And okay. I think it was actually in a New South Wales Cup game. I could be wrong, but I thought yeah. that was it. Okay. Well, that... No, no, it would be Super Cup. Q-Cup. Mm. Intra-Super Cup. Sorry. Oh, okay. Who well, is, uh, is the Cutters still their feeder club at this point in time? I don't know. This Isn't there a, t- a team that plays out of Townsville? Pride. Northern Pride. And Pride Northern Pride. Like Townsville something or other. Anyway. Well, the bottom line is there's no bloom. No. Um. And I, I, I think uh, last week the Cowboys' balloon may have uh, busted. Actually, the way they played, um, I was I was quite disappointed with what they dished up last week. I tipped them, um, based on the fact that they've been really going well over the last few weeks. I can't underscore um, the importance of changing your number seven. Um, where we saw Jake Clifford go down to Newcastle. Clifford had just gotten back into the team and was playing really good footy as part of a combination in that spine. Up goes Dearden. Now, Dearden was highly rated, but I've never seen him play a good game in the NRL to say, oh, yeah, this guy's got something. I've never seen it. Now, I'm not saying he's... He's poor. I'm just saying I've seen nothing from him to suggest that he's a quality NRL halfback. Mm. Um, And what they dished up last week was horrible. Uh, I think they've got a number of players in their back line who are, you know, well, they are NRL players because they're out there representing North Queensland Cowboys, but I just don't think they're up to the standard required. Um, the Sharks, on the other hand, it's been an absolute roller coaster for them this year. At the moment, they're on the way up. And uh, I think Graham mentioned that they're shooting for a fourth straight win. Um, so they're an informed team. And I think they've had a fairly stable 17 for a few weeks now, with one or two exceptions. But what we're seeing from the Sharks is some consistency 
in the team list and some consistency on the field. Um, there, are, there are very good players like, for example, Raiden hamlin Ueli, who will come back into this side when he's fit. But the guys they've got out there are doing the job. And on form, I've got to go with the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks this week. Um, given my record of tipping in any game involving the Cowboys, if I go Sharks, there's no risk the Cowboys win. Uh, I just can't pick them from week to week. Uh, they were in good form, and then it all went uh, went completely the opposite way last week at Four Pines Park. Um, yeah, I'm going Sharks because I thought they were impressive in the first half against Penrith. They did enough in the second half to stop Penrith from scoring more points um, than they themselves scored. And then Johnson put over the field goal. They got skill in this team. The likes of Johnson, Moylan, uh, Will Kennedy. Then you've got uh, some quality in the in the three-quarter line. Connor Tracy with his pace. Uh, Jesse Ramian is a very, very good player. And Ronaldo Mulitalo, who, you know, he's a... I don't know that he's 100% there. He's, he's pretty crazy, but... He's, uh, he does some really good things out in the field, including last week we saw him, I think it was him that made a break, um, almost ran the length of the field, passed to Matt Moylan, and um, the Penrith chasers uh, were very, very slow uh, and couldn't catch Matt Moylan. Um, but that was all set up by Mulitalo. Um, I like Rudolph Talakai, Britton Nakora, part of the Nakora uh, twins, Nakora, Nakora. Well, I don't know one from the other. I just know both are pretty handy players. And uh, while it's uh, Tolman and Woods don't inspire me as a front row pairing, they're actually getting the job done. Um, yeah, for mine, I'm going Sharks, Shane. Yeah, look, it's an interesting game because I, I'm, I'm just really... <sighs> I'm just really unsure which way, which way to sort of go. And, and um, yeah, it, it, it's one of those tough games because when I look at it, I, I look at this game and I go, I look at this game and I go, um, there's a part of me that says this is going to be the Portaloo game of the week. That, that, that both these sides are just going to come out. They're probably not going to produce their best. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm picking the Cowboys, Griff. And and look, I'm not going to disagree with anything you said. I, I, I really can't add much more. You were very comprehensive there. Um, I'm picking the Cowboys though to win. I just look at them going up north. I look at Valentine's Homes. I look at one four. I was one six seven nine. They seem fairly settled at this point in time. Um, um, for the for the for the for the Cowboys, I think the players around the Cowboys. Look, Jason Tamalomo is still a guy that I think once he's in your side, it's worth a bit more. Um, I then look at the Sharks and think, well, they've won three in a row. Why would you pick them? There's just a part of me that just can't put put my money on them. I can't I can't set my watch by them. Um, 
This is tough. I, I think I think when I look, I look, Sean Johnson had one of the best games of his career last week. He was brilliant. Sean Johnson really did play out of his skin. He he is playing for a contract. I think him and Moylan seem to have struck something up. I just want to see it. I want to see it work for another week. I like the Ford battle this week. I think the Ford battle is going to be really good. And um, yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting. But I, I, I'm picking the Cowboys. And on our mate Helium Lukey, he is a Cowboys accredited player from the Northern Pride. Yeah, yeah. I've actually um, I've actually had Faye just uh, she she's on the ball. She yeah, she heard the conversation. She's actually, it's a bit old school. Uh, Todd Payton, and um, she said Ben from um, the North Queensland Cowboys. Not sure who Ben is. He might have something to do with media. They're a bit old school. She's actually just received a fax. Um, she had a look into us for the to see what was happening and why the um, balloon. Yeah, a fax. Fair income. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, He's getting the fax from the fax. Yeah. Are we, like, paying, are we paying for that other <clears> phone line? Yeah, well, look, I, I think it's included. I think we got a bundle with uh, with some with uh, I don't know who we with Telstra probably. Um, Dodo, I know what's a good one. We'll go with them. Um, but um, what what what's come through is there's a bit of info because she wanted to have a look into what was going on with um with young helium, um, <laughs> and uh, it's a very it's a bit of an odd situation because she got a um it looked like a prepared statement from the cowboys and it was one that was actually dated prior to last week's game um and it was a quote from todd payton saying that um he's been admitted uh he said that he was strong in a couple of games they played for them prior to last week However, they had that week where they had the bye. And the quote from Todd Payton, uh, he said there'll be no further comment, but I quote, uh, he hasn't lived up to our values and standards in the past seven to ten days. Oh, he's oh. been a naughty boy. Oh. So, so he's acted like someone from North Queensland. Okay. Yeah, so Todd Payton said he would not comment further on the in- issue. That's an actual quote from Todd Payton. Um, okay. Faye's done well to be able to track that one down. In some wrong directions. Right, so, yes. yeah, they'll give you a bit of an update as to what's going on there because he was in good form. And as you boys said, it was a little bit of a mystery. More hot air than helium, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Oh, gosh. Who do you tip in this one? Um, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Flip a coin. This is tough. This is really tough. Um, is it the Port game of the week? I don't I, think look, so, Sean. I actually no? think, look, good, I think it'll be good, a good, good. entertaining good, I don't game. I like it. Don't like bringing the Lou out. I think, um, look, I think the teams are at very similar skill levels. So I think you're actually going to get an entertaining game to watch. I'm going to go with, I'll go with the Sharks. I'm going to go with the Sharks in this one. Um, I don't know. I'll go with Sharks. Um, I mean, they got a win last week. It was against a heavily depleted Penrith side, you can't they take. They did play well in that first they, half. Yeah, and that's the thing. They did play well, and they showed that. Um, you know, and, and they still. I, I actually still think the Sharks. I like their team. I actually think that Will Kennedy has some strong runs, uh, bringing the ball back. 
Um, we talk a lot about Ronaldo here on the uh, on the podcast. Um, I actually think he does some uh, some good things for them. He's got a bit of speed. Connor Tracy. I keep talking about Connor Tracy, and I talk about him because you know they just slot him in. But some of the things I saw on the weekend, some of his kick returns, the enthusiasm with which he plays, I like what he's doing. Um, and you know when when their forwards are, are doing the job, I like the fact that Talakai's back. He's a strong body there, and Toby Rudolph. I actually like the way he plays. Let's go with the Sharks. I'll um. Yeah, I'll tip the Sharks this week, tipsters. All right, moving on to our second game on um, Friday. This is going to be an absolute belter of a game. We've got the Penrith Panthers at home at Penrith uh, taking on the Sydney Roosters. uh, Second playing fifth here at Penrith. Um, In regards to the team news... They're expecting Nathan Cleary to play. We saw in Origin that he had that big cut on his face. Uh, he's joined his teammates this week. The biggest concern for him, as we discussed last week, was whether or not there was a fracture. Everything we're hearing is that he was cleared of that. Um, we've got Isaiah Yo, Kurt Capewell, and Liam Martin coming in. Uh, the big loss, really, for um, the Panthers' side is uh, Viliama Kikau. Uh, it would be rare for him to miss a game. He's out with a hamstring injury. We also see um, uh, Scott Sorensen go back to the interchange and uh, Hopgood go back to the reserves, obviously, to make way for some of those origin players. Um, young back rower, Tago, he's uh, retained his place on the interchange bench, uh, so that's really good for him. He's found his way into the team during this origin uh, period, so his good performances have uh, been rewarded. For the Roosters, they're expecting Sam Walker to play. Uh, we we discussed earlier the fact that he was uh, doing the hokey pokey a little bit during the Titans game. Uh, he was in, he was out, then he was back in. They're pretty confident that he will play. Uh, Sam Verrills, also great to see him on the interchange bench this week. He comes back uh, very timely um, return for the Roosters, given that Ben Marshke uh, has been suspended. Uh, he'll be out for a couple of games for that dangerous con- uh, contact. Um, Billy Smith is another name that uh, is worth mentioning who's on the reserves this week. Uh, he's on the extended bench, so not expecting him to play, but um, look, it'll be great to see him uh, you know, take some part at some stage given the fact that he missed all of last year with his ACL injury. Very interesting here, Griffo. We've got the Panthers coming back. Um, I, I, I can't say they're back at full strength, but uh, a lot of the big guns are back for them this week. This is more so a side that we're used to seeing for the Panthers. The Roosters, um, the, their impact from origin this year has been minimal. Obviously, uh, James Tedesco being that main player there. They're still finding some form. This is another danger game for the Panthers, who are actually coming off the back of uh, back-to-back losses for the first time in a couple of years. Yeah, I, I think they will win. Uh, um, oh, I've got great respect for the Roosters. I, I think um, then they're missing, you know, through injuries, they're missing some uh, some pretty good talent. Still got a great side, the Roosters, and I, I don't write them off by any respect. Um, Verrills is a big in for them. I'd be surprised if he doesn't start the game, to be honest. 
but um, we, we shall see. Um, I'm happier when I see 1-13 to 13 for what Penrith's got this week. 14-17, to 17, I don't think is... It's going to worry the Roosters too much. When I look at that bench, there's, uh, I've been impressed by Isaac Tago in his first two games. He's, um, I've not seen a lot of him play, but I, I was really impressed, particularly last week when he came on against the Sharks. He's he a looked good, dangerous. He's a good He's a good Yeah, he looks that way. He's not that and, big. And watch no. watch New South Wales Cup stuff. He is outstanding. He's so good. Yeah, he just does damage and for yeah. a guy that's not that big. He's a uh, he's got good footwork, great footwork at the line. Yeah, like, so he like um, um, as a Tarsi, like that type of footwork that would jink at the line and go through the gap. Yeah, but look, he's he's played most of his rugby league in in the centres, hmm. um, so he can uh, he can fill in in the back line uh, if required. And I think and we saw that last week that he was required when. Uh, one of the Panthers' backs was was injured and, and out of the game. I I can't remember which player it was, but I think he filled in in the centres. Um, might have been Momorowski possibly, but uh, might not have been as well. Uh, but anyway, he did the job last week and he did it very well. And he's been rewarded with a team that's pretty much back to full strength with a spot on the bench. I would still like to see Spencer Lenu. Um, and he's been a bit out of favour in the last few weeks. When he's played, he's made a few mistakes. But he offers a point of difference uh, with his very strong charges. I think one of the, the biggest issue for Spencer has been that he doesn't do it enough. Mm. Um, so his work rate, I think, is, is the reason why he's, he's not making the 17 or hasn't consistently for a while. Even with all the players out last week, he wasn't there. Um, interestingly, Tyrone May listed at 20. It's a long time since Tyrone May hasn't been part of the Panthers' 17. Um, he's been widely criticised uh, on the, uh, the Panthers' fan site. He's not a favourite of the fans, it must be said. And I think a lot of that goes back to the incident a couple of years ago, more so than what he's done on the field, because he has actually been quite good on the interchange bench. But when he had the number seven in the last two weeks, we haven't seen much from him. Um, and he's, he has been roundly criticised. I think maybe a little unfairly. Yeah. Um, but... The coach picked him at seven, and when you're at seven, that's probably the most important jersey on the field, to be honest, still. Um, and, uh, and and he didn't really produce too much in terms of getting the attack moving. Uh, if we think back to last week's game, they were, they were pretty poor in the first half. In the second half, they were better, got back into the game, and a lot of that came back to the guy who was number six, and that was yes, Matt Burton. most definitely. Um, Matt Burton is proving himself to be one of the best ball runners in the NRL, um, bar none. He's, he's right up there. Um, he, he will, if he gets the ball close to the line, he 
scores plenty. I think he's up to 12 tries now for the year. Um, and he missed the first few games. So he's he's shown what he can do. He's been devastating at centre, playing outside Jerome Luai. So the pressure is off Matt Burton this week. He is there now to basically play his running game. He doesn't have to worry about organising the team. Uh, and I think uh, that's going to be a big plus for the Panthers. I think with Nathan Cleary back in the side, we're going to see more out of Stephen Crichton. We haven't seen too much of Stephen Crichton in the last two weeks. He was getting back to some good form before that. Um, Viliami Kikau, as Graham mentioned, is out injured. I don't think Billy's had his best season, to be honest. I'm not saying he's had a bad season, but we think back to 2019... If Viliami Kikau wasn't on the field, Penrith were rated no chance whatsoever. Because it, it was all Billy Kikau. Does that give, give more ball. credit to the team, the fact that they're more of a team now rather than not just relying on Kikau? Uh, uh, no doubt. But I think also mm. it goes some credit. It's got to go to the coaching staff who are now playing a, a much, much better uh, strategic game and and, uh, you know, some of that goes back to, to some, obviously what Trent Barrett brought last year. He's not been there for a long time now, and they're even better in attack than they were last year. So um, I think it's a good thing that Billy Kikau is now not the focal point of everything Penrith can do. You still want a weapon like that, but he's not. I think a lot of the other teams have worked him out a lot better than than say a few years ago where he was absolutely devastating. Um, the loss of Kikau a couple of years ago and it virtually right off Penrith. But you've got Liam Martin on one side, you've got Kirk Capewell on the other. Both of those guys are high quality. So I don't think they lose too much. But what they do lose is in that rotation where... You had one of those guys in the last few weeks when, when they were at full strength was Liam Martin coming off the bench. I don't think they've got anyone. Once those top 13, once you start to make a few changes, I think that's where the Roosters, you know, are probably going to come into the game a little bit more. That once the, the starting forwards, you know, are off, I don't think there's too much there that's going to worry the Roosters. Uh, Mitch Kenny is is listed at 14. Um, I don't think he's going to come on and, and replace Apisai Corisal at hooker unless Corisal gets injured because he's an 80-minute player. We saw Mitch Kenny play off the bench last week as a back rower, and I actually thought he had a good game uh, in that role. He's a very good defender, and he was carting the ball up well. But he's, I don't think he can do that as well as a guy like Spencer Lanou, who, you know, okay, yeah, he's, he's had his issues with, with work rate and with some mistakes, but he gives you some, some real punch coming off the bench where, you know, Scott Sorensen, Matt Eisenhuth, I don't think they really offer too much off the bench. Um, Tago, he's, he's going to offer a bit though. Uh, 
The Roosters, I've not really talked much about them other than I will say that they are a team that you can never write off because uh, they're they're well coached, probably coached as well as any side in the competition. Um, you know, Robinson is one of the premier coaches. Uh, he wins comps. And uh, while pretty much everyone has written off the Roosters this year as a potential premiership winner, um, they're, they're going to be up there. This is, a, this is a good test for Penrith this week. Uh, they need to win. I wasn't too worried about the loss last week in terms of the two points because I was impressed with what they did in the second half. But uh, they're going to want to get back into the winner's circle and they're up against a very, very strong opponent. But I do think they can beat the Roosters. Yeah, look, um, I, I think I, I think the perfect thing for this weekend is the audition of the two number 11s. Um, the two number 11s could, could see who fills a spot in the origin jersey. Uh, Martin has the job. Uh, yeah. Crichton had the job. Um, whatever happens with those two number 11s could well dictate what happens um, from here on in. Um, look, I, I, I'm absolutely salivating at the thought of this game. I think it's going to be a cracker. Um, you know, Penrith have players back. Uh, of course, they do have, um, as you mentioned, kick our out. Look, I'm loving what, what the Roosters are doing at the moment. I, I'm going to talk a bit about, you know, we... we we can discuss the teams like the Storm Roosters. We can say that Penrith uh, are there and South Sydney maybe. The thing that the Roosters have above all the other teams we just mentioned, except for the except for the Storm, is resilience. They've got this ability to put anyone on the park and it works. And, and, and they play exceptional football and they don't get flustered. And yeah, they may not win everything. They're still dangerous. Um, and, and I think that's just an absolute string to their bow. Um, it's a very, very good thing to have. Griffo, you mentioned why, because they've got probably the best coach in the competition. I look at Penrith though, and I think this is the side that that really, minus kick out, this is the side that, that, that have won so many games in a row and, and have been so dominant. Um, I think that this week's mantra would have been arrest what's happened. We've lost two. Let's fix that. Let's get back in the winner's circle. I can't see Penrith losing. I'm picking Penrith because I think that they've got the drive to get back in the winner's circle. If they lose this week, um, there may be some discussions ahead because they've got a buy coming up, which will, which will help, but, but another game. So, yeah, it's I, I've got Penrith. I just look at them. They've got their players back. They've got the nucleus of this side back. They've got the players that 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 know what to do. That win week in week out. And um, I'm picking Penrith, Gray. Yeah, Penrith, as you said, they got a bit of a bit of a tough run coming up. Obviously, the Roosters this week. They play Para next week, and then they go into the bye uh, ahead of the next Origin game. Um, look. Full strength Panthers side, uh, they they win this game, and I know that Kickout is out, but um, 
Yeah, we were talking about sides earlier on that don't have many injuries. The only injury for Penrith at the moment is Kickout. They have their best side available. And this side is, um, yes, totally different to the one we've seen in the past two weeks on paper. Uh, we have, uh, obviously, the, the biggest change is going to be in the halves. And, and Griffo, you mentioned Tyrone May. Uh, he was playing in the halves the last couple of weeks. He was well out of his depth. Uh, we even saw last week, I mean, Matt Burton just about won that game on his own, but he didn't quite get there, unfortunately, for him. Uh, but fortunately for the Sharks... This is a massive game for the Roosters, though. The Roosters in this game have the opportunity to show that despite the injuries they've had this year and the setbacks they've had, that they can still be contenders. Um, I'm tipping Penrith for mine, and I know I say this every week, we don't condone betting, but I'll be totally honest with you, the um, the Sydney Roosters is uh, $4 outsiders. I think a lot oh, of people ridiculous. a lot of people would yeah, like that, to take that's, that. That's a joke. This is, this is a 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 two dollar two two eighty five three ten game. Four dollars is, is a joke, and it's actually a bit of an insult, I think, to the Roosters. I don't think it's given them enough credit. Um, in saying that, I think the Panthers will win. I look, I, I love the way the Panthers play. What we've really got to do is just wipe the last two weeks off because that wasn't the Penrith Panthers that we've uh, we've seen over the past couple of years. Well, Graham, we, we do wipe it off if they win. But we don't wipe. Yeah, it yeah, that's, that's true. They lose that's true. A hundred percent grief. Great it's, point. It's up Great to point. the Panthers to show that uh, that that's what we need to do. But uh, I I think they'll bounce back, especially. I mean, Friday night, Pan. Yeah, what do they call it now? Blue Bet Stadium out at Penrith. Um, yeah, that, that's a tough game um, when you're not coming up against a side that's been uh, beating just about everyone over the past couple it's, of years. It's, it's, it's the Roosters this week, the Parramatta next week, isn't it? Yep. I think so. Yeah, then the bye. Yep. Yeah, so there's the origin before the Parra game. I think is that right? Yeah, because it's that's right. Because it's uh, the origins that's on right. a Sunday. That's right. That's yes. Right. Yep. And if you're if you're a, if you're a fan of dancing, there's going to be 800 kiddies. I think it's about 800 kiddies dancing at halftime at the Para game. And would any of them have the surname that you have, Shano? They sure one will. Okay. One most definitely. Will. Okay. Were you going to sneak her out there in a rabbitos kit? Um, we don't have cheerleaders, so there's no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Penrith does. Penrith does. Penrith. No, I was going to say the don't, so she doesn't have any. When she uh, found out of uh, when she found out that that was the game that she'd be um, dancing at, she said Penrith should murder them. So, so it's good girl. that she's actually thinking about her tips first and dancing right. second. Good on her. That's what we want to see on Carpool. We might need to get her on one day as a celebrity tipster. But uh, look, for all the tipsters this week... Uh, I, think I think she was with you, Graham, last week. She went all right. Oh, really? Okay. Well, there you go. Um, I know as much about footy as an 11-year-old girl. That's reassuring. <laughs> Love the footy. Nah, she's a belter. It's good to see the kids getting involved in the footy. It's good to see uh, everyone get excited. And I'll tell you what, the Newcastle Knights fans, they've got a bit to, uh, to be excited about when they saw the team list come out this week. The Newcastle Knights will take on the Warriors at home, uh, Saturday, 3 PM to kick off super Saturday. Kalen Ponga, uh, he has been named at number one. 
The talk is that there's still some doubt. Uh, they're going to make the final call, obviously, with the captain's run on Friday. Uh, the, Mitchell Pearce, also been named this week. That's a massive inclusion for him, uh, coming back from that pec injury. Heimel Hunt, um, also uh, back into the side on the wing after his hamstring injury. They reckon that Pearce and Hunt are better chances of, uh, of playing this week. Uh, the bad news, however, uh, and this is a big one, he's had a bit of bad luck uh, in regards to injuries thus far, is Bradman Best. Uh, he's out for uh, probably a couple of months, six or eight weeks. Um, high ankle sprain for him. The uh, the Cindersmosis. Yep. Cindy. Your classic Cindy. Cindy. The news out of Newcastle is that basically um, if he, if Newcastle are no chance and it could be season. They're just not going to risk anything. They don't want him coming oh, wow. back, and they're back. It looks like the 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 male, the strong male around is is that if he if he is close to coming back, and Newcastle Knights are not in the finals picture, uh, he could be sitting the year out. He's too vital. Um, it's a big call, though. It's a big call. Well, you think you'd want to get you some? You don't know um... what further injuries. You don't yeah. know what further implications can be had. I think they just would rather 2022 fit than 2021 come back, aggravate something else, miss an off season, turns to crap, and he's underdone coming back. Yeah, well, they, they had that. They had that this year, and look where it's landed them. Yeah, well, look, to be honest with you, given the, the how tight things are. Uh, they could be every chance when he comes back of uh, being in contention but if as it, well. That, and that's right. And if, they're, d- if they're in the hunt, he plays. That's yep. what they're saying. Well, one player who's looking to play this week is David Clemmer. Uh, he's on the interchange bench. Uh, will be interesting to see uh, how he he goes because I wouldn't be surprised, and a lot of people are saying that uh, they could very well uh, pop him into the starting side. So, uh yeah, a few players back for the Knights, uh, despite that injury to best. Uh, big in for the Warriors uh, here on Carpool Rugby League. We're a huge fan of uh, Reese Walsh. He's coming back from suspension. As you'd imagine, given his form, he's going straight back into that fullback spot, which push, pushes Roger Tuavasa-Shek back to the wing again. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, he's getting another chance at halfback. Um, unfortunately for Harris Tavita... He's going to have to have surgery on his pec injury. That's uh, season ending for him, so not good news for young Harris Tavita. Um, Jazz Tavega, he's uh, going to play at hooker this week on my team sheet here uh, in place of Wade Egan, who copped a head knock. Um, and Adam Fanua Blake, uh, he's uh, named at number eight this week. Um, he made his return after eight weeks out on the bench last week, so he's being promoted this week into the uh, the prop position. Uh, I might jump to you first of all, Shane, because you, sure. you were talking a little bit there about the Knights, and obviously, you know, if they're out of contention, we've got two teams here in the Knights and the Warriors, where you know technically we've got fourteenth and eleven. These are two teams that uh, many of us featured as top eight contenders. Uh, these are really the games, if you are going to push for that top eight spot, uh, you, you should be winning these games and beating those other teams that are in contention. Big ins, though, for uh, for the Knights. I want to get your thoughts on the uh, 
Basically, I want to know how much of an impact Mitchell Pearce and Caelan Ponga coming into this game is going to have they, for the they're Knights. Going massive. Oh, no, Knights fans are salivating at the fact yeah. they're watching this and going, maybe. Geez, wouldn't that be good to see? Um, and, and you know what? So is rugby league fans. You know, Caelan Ponga is a superstar. Um, geez, how many how many good games would he need to play Origin? I dare say he'd only need ten minutes. So. Um, you know, it's 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 a big thing if he if he's fit and he's Pongo's back and, in. and he's in and um you look at you look at the Newcastle Knights all of a sudden they're a side that has a bit of class back. I, I, I look at the Warriors, you know, like last week. You know, the guy who scored their tries isn't playing this week and won't play for him again. You know, like Cameron Marlow, he's he's gone. He's off to um, he's off to the Tigers. Um, they're struggling for mine, the, the, the Warriors. I just can't see, I can't see a lot of what's happening there. Yeah, Reese Walsh, superstar. I can't believe he's actually thrown up as an origin hopeful. Like, I, I think that's, I, I think that shows a, a fair bit of desperation. Um, two of us are Sheck, you know, he's been chopping and changing where he's been playing. You know, I just looked at the Warriors last week and went, "Well, the guy that scored all your tries isn't playing for you again." So, so you're in a, you know, you're in a bit of trouble. I look at the the Newcastle side. If the Newcastle side one to seventeen takes the park, I've got them winning. I, I really do. I, I I thought I thought it was quite funny last week that when I looked at the Warriors team, you had a very emotional player who isn't playing for them anymore, who scored a hat-trick, and you just go, wow. <laughs> what well, I should have pumped them up, actually took a bit of wind out of their sails by the looks of it. Uh, I want to see a very good... I, I want to see a good performance by both these sides. Um, yeah, I, I've got the Knights because then, you know, I think Caelan Pong is a superstar, and if he's playing, he's... You know, I, I, I suppose... I suppose... On that, just on that, I think Hunt and Clemmer are very good inclusions as well as Pierce. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not saying that the, that the players coming back are no good. Of course they are. Bradman Best is a massive loss in saying that. I don't think he's been playing his best football for the last few weeks. Probably hasn't had the caliber of people around him. Um, yeah, I, I've got I've got the Knights just, but geez, that might change tomorrow when I put my tips in. Mm. And, and we're seeing the, the Warriors, Griffo. Um, look, last week, okay, they played the Storm. They were totally outplayed. And if you didn't see the game, um, like realistically, they, I think they scored just about all their points in the last 20 minutes. Uh, in, in previous games prior to that, even when they don't win, we actually see them score some points. They, they scored 28 against the Cowboys in the losing side the week before. Um they, they got the job done against the Tigers. They, there's a bit of points in this Warriors team. Um, how are you, Where are you placed with the Warriors at the moment? Because we were, we, were, we were happy with them at one stage right at the start of the year, and then we, we, we started to get a little bit disappointed at them. Where do you think they're sitting at the moment? I think they're sitting a bit further down the ladder than they thought they'd be. Yeah. And than I thought they'd be. I thought they would go make the top eight. There's still a chance, but they're not. They're not beating teams that perhaps they should be beating. Okay, no one really thought they're going to beat the Storm, but 
they were, as you said, they were quite outplayed. They got some consolation tries. Kemba Maolo in his last game uh, for the Warriors got a, got a triple last week. And then after the game, he was in tears when he realised, oh, no, I signed for the West Tigers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What's on? <laughs> Mind you, you know, a part of me thought the rest of the players were starting to get emotional because they thought the only guy that could score a bloody try is about to leave. So they're, they're both in a bit of hurt, I think. Yeah, um, he had been outside for a while. He'd fallen yeah. out of favour, but his, his form hadn't been great, to be fair. No. But uh, it's going to be big, be strange watching him. I, I, I'm not sure we'll get to the Tigers game later, whether he's come straight into the side this week. I don't like that. How We saw it with Jake Clifford and Tom Dearden. One week they're playing for one club, the next week they're, they're playing mm. for somebody else. And that somebody else for Jake Clifford is is with the Newcastle Knights. Just on a just on that topic there, because just so I don't forget later, Griffo. Sorry to cut you off, but it, yeah. it is very interesting because Kemba Marlow is playing wing this week for the Tigers against the Storm. Yeah, so he gets to have another. Oh crack at wow! <laughs> I, I know, yeah, that actually, I, I I forgot about that game. I might have to change my Joker. <laughs> yeah, but really to well, actually, have. Um, no, I'm definitely changing my Joker because it's ha- at Sunshine Coast. To have, um, yeah, last week uh, the Warriors play the um, the Storm and Kemba Marlow to score three tries, uh, and now he actually gets the opportunity to play the Storm again for the uh, the Tigers this week. So it'll be interesting to see if he can uh, he can get over the line again in a different jer- different I'm color jersey. Put it out there that Kemba Marlow does not score three tries against. No, I'll. Uh... <laughs> That's probably a safe Particularly bet. playing for the Tigers. Yeah. Um, but back to this game with the Warriors. I mean, that is one player, as you said, that their, their, their points last week came from Kemamalo. He's not there yeah. this week. Um, I think there's bigger outs for the Warriors than Kemamalo, to be honest. Yeah, true. Um, Harris, Egan, Tavita, Harris, Tavita, Tavita, Harris, whichever one it is. I'm not sure which one comes He's, uh, first. Harris Tavita. I know it's Chanel, is it Chanel? Or... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Not sure which number. Chanel number seven. Usually he's number um, seven, yeah. So the, yeah. I don't know what that so, smells like, but this week... Um, well, yeah. I, I think it smells like... Uh, in favour. Sometimes oh. it smells like victory, but... Um, <laughs> anyway, not only him, oh, but geez. the number nine, Wade Egan, who I do rate as a good player, former Penrith uh, player, Wade Egan. I think he's, he's good out of dummy half. Jazz Tavonga will will do a job, but he won't do it as well. Jazz Tavonga's strength is is his running game, and his defence obviously is a good defender, but I don't think it's his passing game out of dummy half. So, I think the Warriors actually lose something there. I was I was leaning towards the Warriors uh, originally, um, and then I saw wow uh, Tavonga's uh, at hooker and O'Sullivan's at at halfback. Um, O'Sullivan's played a few games for him earlier in the year and he didn't do a bad job Um, I'm someone who has a lot of trouble tipping the Newcastle Knights Um, I don't know what it is about them but I just I don't like them as a successful rugby league team not that I don't like the club Um, it's just something about them I find them hard to pick 
They beat Manly two weeks ago at their home ground, and I was astounded by that, to be honest. They are a stronger side on paper now with Ponga back in there and, and Mitchell Pierce. But this is a 50-50. I don't know what the odds are, but this is anyone's game. The Warriors bring back Reese Walsh. That's going to be interesting. Reese Walsh is, uh, is your modern-day Kalen Ponga when he first came in. He's got all the all the bells and whistles. Um, I, I'm actually going to stick with the Warriors. I don't know why. It's more about Newcastle than the Warriors, I think. But the Warriors have got points in them with the likes of Walsh and Tuivasa-Shek and Cody Nikarima. I do like that front row combination of the, of the hyphens there. Aiden, Adam Fenua Blake and Ben Murdoch Masilla. Uh, I like those guys up front, up against the Safita twins. Um, that's going to be quite a battle. Uh, but for mine, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Warriors. If they don't win this game, boys, I'm almost writing them off as a semi-final uh, uh, proposition because they've lost too many games. Uh, mm. I think they've only won five games. They had the bye as Correct. well. So they're really not in a great position ladder-wise. I thought they'd be better. Newcastle, uh, I think, are on the same amount of points or maybe... They're two behind. They've the same amount of wins anyway. Um, when they win, it's a bit of a surprise, Newcastle. They might get a nice surprise uh, for their, their long-suffering fans. But for mine, I'm going Warriors. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping the Knights in this one. Um... For me, the um, the big thing swaying me towards that is uh, Caelan Ponga being back, and also Mitchell Pierce. I think we're we're forgetting the the impact that Mitchell Pierce has in this team, and having a an um, I suppose an experienced halfback in the team. The Newcastle Knights slide and the you know the. The turn for worse uh, was was basically coinciding with with Mitchell Pierce being out, um, and I think that the Warriors are going to have their own um, their own challenges given the players that are out for them this week that uh, Griffo mentioned there. So I think given the fact that they've got Pierce back to to organise and uh, that strike with Ponger at the back, and they're in Newcastle, which you know to be honest with you for the Warriors it's actually not a this is probably the least they have to travel for an away game. At the moment, uh, just ducking up from Newcastle, from uh, Gosford to Newcastle, but uh, given the fact that at Newcastle, Pierce is back, Pong is in the side. I think that'll be enough to get the Knights over the line. Moving on to five thirty on Saturday. Uh, this game will take place at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong, where the St George Illawarra Dragons will host the Canberra Raiders. Um, another one that's going to be tough to pick, fellas. But to give you an insight in regards to the team news, uh, the talk around town is that Zach Lomax is a possibility of returning from a thumb injury. He's named in jersey number 21, so that's going to be one to keep an eye on to see if they might be able to slot him back into uh, the back line there for the Dragons. They've retained the same 17, though, um, the Dragons, obviously, as I said. such a great job. Yeah, look, they've rewarded the, the 17 that, um, that got absolutely pumped by about 20 points to the Bulldogs. So, um, yeah, great to see. Um the Raiders, 
we're not really expecting much in regards to changes for them. Um, look, uh, you know, they're, they're expecting Ryan James this week to play reserve grade. He's had that one-game suspension. Um, yeah, look, the only thing you might see changing is uh, just a little shuffle off the bench uh, with the possibility of Soliolo and Sutton switching again. We saw that... Uh, Saw that happen last week with them switching positions. I've already talked about how disappointing the Dragons were last week, Shano. Um, the real yeah. disappointment of 2021 has been the Canberra Raiders. This is going to be a tough one because you feel as though your justification is going to be based on the uh, the, the negative aspects of each side. You, you really can't rely on the Dragons to... To, to give you a consistent performance, what do you think we're going to get out of them this week? This one's hard to pick than a broken nose. This is yeah. the closest game of the round. <laughs> Who would have thought? Like this is going to be the this is going to be the game where I think um, fans of rugby league and if you tip in your tipping comp, you're going to be pulling your hair out. Um, I, I look at I look at both sides. The Dragons couldn't play as poorly as they did last week. They were just out of their depth. Um, they they weren't interested. They just didn't want to show up. I thought that I thought that I hadn't seen. It was a horrendous performance that 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 had no silver lining. It was really bad to watch. Um, in saying that, so have been the the the, the Raiders of late. Um, I look at the Raiders. Any team that has. You know, you, you go through some names and you say, okay, all right, we've got Jordan Rapiner, Jack Whiten, um, Josh Papalihi, Josh Hodgson, Dunamis Louie, uh, Harawira Naira, Whitehead. They've they've got some talent. Like they've got some they've got some they've got something that allows them to play well. Um, the guy who bench too. The guy who I'm excited to see is number 17, Joseph Tarpany. He's in number yeah. 17. Um, I look at that and I just go, I think that's just far too much class for a dragon side that really <laughs> I don't want to say I don't like the word fluke. Fluke's not fair. Um, but but have one game where you're like, how the hell did that happen? Um, and then last week they were exposed by by what has been the car wreck of the rugby league so far um I, I i've got the canberra raiders i just think there's too much class in that side when push comes to shove they've got to win games they know they've got to win games they've had a horrendous start to the year if the raiders lose it's line through them gone it's over that that it's 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 season done um so their season's on the line already. I think that pressure might just be enough to bring the best out in them. I've got the Raiders, Griff. Who have you got? Yeah, I'm going Raiders. Uh, that was convincing win last week. I think that will give them a lot of confidence. And they've been playing without confidence for a while. But, um, yeah, I just think there's the word you mentioned was class. Uh, I don't really think think of the dragons and the word class in this same sentence they've overachieved already by winning as many games as they have um, and I think we might see a downhill slide for this St. George of the Warren side um, 
they've already said to two of their players in the spine, we don't want you for next year. I don't think that engenders any sort of um, uh, extra effort from from a team when when you start to hear that about your playmakers being told that you know there's the door. Um, but I'm, in saying that, I, I've I've not rated them at any stage, but they've they've actually early in the year they were going quite well. They they had a the biggest win they had was over the Parramatta Eels at Bank West. And that's a that was a great achievement. But um I think I think they've they've they're on the slide. Um I'm not convinced about any aspect of their, their rugby league after going down like that to the Bulldogs. Canberra for all their trials and tribulations, um you know, they, they did win convincingly last week, which I think was important from a confidence point of view. And thought, okay, this has happened, this has happened. Well, it's in the past now. We go out, we play rugby league, and um, we've got enough talent to get into the top eight. And I, I think um, they, they win this week, Graham. Yeah, yeah. I'm tipping the Raiders as well. Um, yeah, there's the inconsistency of the Dragons and... What blows my mind is that you, know, you go back and you listen to our first episode of the year. We've got the Raiders as top four contenders and the Dragons yeah, as spoon contenders. Good point. good point. It's it's just unbelievable how this has all played out. Um, we're talking about the Dragons on a slide. I think they've already overachieved, to be honest with you. I mean, even if they finish... I didn't the... have them winning six games this year. No, that's right. And But, oh gosh... Um, well, they've won more games than the, the Raiders. I just think the Raiders will um, will get the job done this week. It, it, I sort of alluded to it there when you were going through the teams. Um, this It's just so frustrating. The strength on paper in this uh, Raiders side, even when you go through the interchange and the depth they've got going through is Starling, Gula, Soliola, Tarpani. Um, there are teams that would kill for that bench. Um, look, yeah, we know that they're... They're down on troops a little bit in the um, in the back line. This, uh, I, I'm tipping them. I, I don't have a lot of confidence, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll tip the Raiders. And I, I hope for look from a St George point of view. I hope that Matt Dufty has a good game again this week. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about. Matt Dufty, where he's going to go, where he's end, going to end up, and what's going to happen. Um, and I also hope, for on a personal level, that uh, that Tarek Sims stays in good form because his Origin form was really good. And I'd hate for um, a couple of dodgy games uh, from the Dragons as a collective to uh, to impact on his um, his Origin hopes. So uh, look, I think the Raiders get this one done, but geez, I wouldn't I wouldn't be putting my house on it. Uh, most definitely. No, you're right. Yep, most definitely. Uh, can I just go back? I know you. I know you hit this dig there, whatever they call that. Yeah. Um, when you look at Matt Dufty, he was told that he's not welcome anymore. He's not required. I know we, we're not fans of mid-season signings. He's one player. I just wish go to a good club. Just go. <laughs> like you know, like like. You know, you get told you don't have a job anymore. And 
yeah. I, I just can't believe he's the guy they're hanging out to dry. But anyway, yeah. sorry, mate. You go on with the next game. No, you're right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully for the Dragons fans, there's still still a bit to happen for, for them this year. But, yeah, we'll, we'll find out this week because we have a tough one. Uh, continuing on the games on Saturday, uh, I, I mentioned this one briefly earlier on. We've got the, uh, the first-placed Melbourne Storm taking on the 13th place West Tigers. This game's actually going to happen on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. So, um, yeah, look, well, this, the, the Melbourne Storm, they're effectively another Queensland team, aren't they? So uh, they'll be they'll be happy at home there and they'll have plenty of support. Uh, in regards to the team news, uh, Christian Welsh, he's expected to make his return. Uh, he was named in the team on Tuesday at number 10. Uh, as we know, he got that head knock in origin, so... Um, you know they're going to go through all the concussion protocols, but uh, everything's indicating that he will play. Um, Nelson Asafa Salomona is replacing Jesse Bromwich, who has an elbow injury. Uh, he hasn't been named at all, and uh, Kama Kamika is moving back to the interchange bench. And George, yes, the Kama Chameleon. Uh, George Jennings returns to the wing after missing last week with an injury. For the Tigers, uh, they're going to keep an eye on Moses Mbai. Uh, he'll need to get through training this week before the side travels to Queensland. Uh, they'll be keeping an eye on his dodgy knee. I've already mentioned uh, Ken, sorry, Ken Mamalo. He's going to make his debut uh, for the season in West Tigers colours. Uh, he's only just come over from the... Uh, Warriors. Warriors, sorry. Had a mind blank then, and we were only just talking about him a moment ago. So um, this is actually the third time that is going to play the Storm this season, and the second time in as many weeks as we said before. Um, interesting here, Griffo. He scored hat-tricks in both games against the Storm in 2021. Uh, oh, really? you've, already, you've already called that it won't happen this week, but we'll never know. Uh, but look, with him coming in, we're going to see James Roberts move into the centres with the way he not being named after that high tackle from Mika Sivo that we discussed yeah, briefly earlier. No, I didn't realise that. That even a... adds more strength to the fact that Sivo was very lightly dealt with. Um, it, that, that angers me. I don't, not that you know I've got any uh, anything for the West Tigers. Um, but to lose one of your key players hmm. to foul play, yeah. um, it didn't benefit them last week because Sivo got on, I think, in 10 minutes. And I, I actually didn't see it. I was listening on the radio. Um, and you could hear the referees having a discussion, referee Grant Atkins and the, uh, and the video ref. I'm not sure who it was. But referee Atkins didn't really want to take action. He was leaving it to the video ref, saying, "Oh, you know, you, you've got better view of it. Um, what do you think?" And this went on for a while, and ended up he only got ten minutes. And and when I've seen the incident since, I do believe he should have been sent off. I do believe that uh, Papa Lee should also um, have been sent off. Um, the West Tigers probably still wouldn't have won the game at that stage. Um, they were a long way behind. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they they, um, they should have had the opportunity of, of playing against 11 or 12 men for a longer period of time. 
Um, to be fair, though, they came back to earth with a bit of a thud last week after a few good weeks where I think they've had their first back-to-back win since about uh, 2005. Um, uh, I might be, uh, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but <laughs> been been a long time since they'd put back-to-back wins together and there was a feeling that, yeah, oh no, and the Tigers, that, you know, we're, we're actually a bit of a force in this competition. They were pumped by Para, and I think they're going to get pumped again this week by a team that's even better than Para. Um, interesting point. I don't know how long it's been since the Melbourne Storm have taken the field without a Bromwich. Um, there's mm. neither a Kenny nor a Jesse uh, in that Storm side, and they've been mainstays for several years. Um, so, uh, but you look at that team, and, and even though they're, they're still missing a lot of players, you just think, you know, Jesus, is a quality side there. Um, and I think they win big. Uh, what do you think, Shane? Yeah, I, I, I forgot about this game, hence they're my joker. I, I thought the, I thought that the storm was so entertaining last week. Um, it was great to watch. It was really good football. They were very good. They are the Melbourne Storm. I, I don't know what more I can add, Griff. You, you've really hit the nail on the head. That, that this is the team. This is a team of haves versus a team that have nots uh, in everything from player ability, style, technique, skill. Um, yeah, the Storm have it all. I, I've got the Storm winning by an absolute bucket load. I, I forgot about this game earlier. This is my joker. Cool. They, Lock they it in as yeah. Look, I'm gonna stick with the Rabbit Holes as my joker. No, I mm-hmm. I love what the Storm are doing, and um, they they just know how to find a line. And I, their their forward pack set the foundation. They, they just aren't afraid to do anything at any stage. And, and you're diversing a side in the Tigers who they're just frigid in everything they do. And then finally, when they get a bit of, um, they get a bit of flow and they get a bit of play, you can see something in them, but, but it ultimately ends in a knock on their, their handling is just atrocious at times. Um, you know, we can talk about the back-to-back wins or we can talk about that, but, in all honesty, um, a team like the Tigers, and I don't mean to be unfair here, but when a team like the Tigers at the moment gets a back-to-back win, it's more of a fluke of the draw than it is about the skill. So, um, yeah, I've got the Storm. Yep, Storm, make them your margin. They'll be mine this week. They're my joker right. and the thief, Griffo. Okay. Lock them in. They are going to win by a 1,000. Can't see Mamalo scoring three tries. I can see him letting in three. Um yeah, I'm throwing everything on the storm. Simple as that. And that one from me, uh, very confident on the Melbourne Storm. I'm also pretty confident uh, that the punters will... Um, yeah, look, this is another one that could be a margin and uh, Joker contender. Very confident that the punters are oh, going to be keen yeah, on para. Wow. And yeah, I'm, I'm, 
Well, I have to rethink, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, anyway we've got Parramatta uh, on Sunday at 2pm at Bankwest Stadium taking on the Bulldogs. Now, we've got to remember, guys, Bulldogs are coming off a win, so credit where credit's due. Graham, uh, but... they're four points from the last two weeks. <laughs> That's it. They're on fire. They're in form. They are on um, fire. Look, uh, for the Eels, um, I seem to be saying this each week, but um, look, they're named on the reserves. But we, we expect, again, Blake Ferguson to uh, play reserve grade, also Bryce Cartwright. Um, the, um, that's very interesting given the fact that we're, we see Mikasivo uh, out with suspension. Um, Sean Russell is uh, coming into the side. He's actually going to make his uh, NRL debut. Uh, the only other change is going to be uh, Hipgrave coming in at number 16. Uh, he had a suspension in the uh, New South Wales Cup. Dallin Martini's a Lesniak. Uh, he had that foot injury. He was a late scratching from last week. Uh, he's in the number 21 jumper for the Bulldogs. So on the reserves list, not in the 17. But um, look, there's every possibility that he could be um, a late inclusion. Um, as they stand now, they've got Nick Meany in at number one. Uh, the word is, and um, it was actually on TV, saw a little bit of it, Kyle Flanagan, um, people were, were pretty happy with his performance in New South Wales Cup last week, but uh, the, the, the word is that he's likely to stay down in that uh, reserve grade squad de- despite wearing the number 19 jersey for the, um, the, the Bulldogs this week. Hard so, to change a winning combination when you've made the Bulldogs. Gee, why would we change? We actually won. They got well. That's exactly right. They've got form. Um, look, Parramatta though, we have to give them some credit as well. Uh, look, they're sitting in third spot. Uh, they've got a little bit of form too. Last week, Griffo, we saw the Parramatta Eels uh, dust up the Tigers, who we just previewed. Then um, it was pretty convincing in that game. And uh, when we're looking at the side, we know that Sivo's uh, out. The other thing I should also mention is that uh, Reed Marnie's still missing from this team. But last week, they just kept rolling, didn't they? Yeah. They, um, yeah they've come back to form after a few lean weeks there when you know their credentials were certainly questioned. But uh, they look a much better side than their, than their opponents. Um the Bulldogs obviously will be uh, buoyed by what did happen last week where they scored, uh, I think it was about 28 points, um, which is far in excess of uh, what they've been able to do in most games of the NRL for a few years now. Um, so they're going to be as confident as the Bulldog side can be. Um, but... Uh, Para are a much higher quality outfit with um, more attacking potential, you'd have to say. Um, and I'm going to stick with Para. Um, I, th- I think they probably win. I have quite a few, to be honest. But um, yeah, Bulldogs will have some confidence, um, and that's going to that's going to help them out. But uh, be interesting to see, you know, what uh, Jack Hetherington comes up with this week. He was, uh, you know, we've, he's been suspended several times, and then he copped one along uh, off. Uh, I'm not sure who it was that got him across the face, 
um, and uh, played up to it a little bit, stayed down, copped a lot of field criticism from the Dragons players for not getting up when really it was, I won't say it was an innocuous hit. Um, had Jack Hetherington put that hit on himself, Jack Hetherington would have been sitting in the dressing room for at least 10 minutes and maybe more. Yeah, um, yeah. that would give him six weeks. <laughs> look, look, well, they, With his record. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. Um, so maybe it is, uh, you know, certain players, if they He's... do certain things, they, they get treated a little bit more harshly, both on the field and, and then by the um, judiciary. Um, yeah, I, I certainly thought, like, and I don't know, I can't remember who the Dragons guy was that hit him, but he did make contact with the head. And um, I think it was my colleague. Yeah, Hetherington Probably. shouldn't have had this. Yeah, okay. So yeah. probably wouldn't have hurt him too much. But, to, you know, in, in all fairness, um, he should have at least, I thought he should have went to the bin and Hetherington shouldn't have needed to stay down to get the penalty. Um, if, again, it comes back to that consistency. How that will affect this game, not at all. Um, it will be Para who will win this game. Uh, and I dare say win well. Were they yeah. margin contenders for your show? Nah, uh, look, uh, of course, whenever you're playing the dogs, you're always part of the margin contingency. Um, but no, looking at the Storm game and even the Bunnies one. Uh, look, the dogs. When you talk about the dogs' uh, team list, the key team list for the dogs winning the game uh, winning the game is the Dragons team list. It's more about who they played than who they've got um, for mine. And I look at um, yeah, I look at who they're playing this week, and it's chalk and cheese uh, compared to last week's game. I, I really think that the dogs look. Congratulations to them. Um, I know Griffo, you would have been upset by the fact that they didn't shed a tear this week at their win. Um, that they were, they were quite composed. They're getting, oh, it's encouraging. Getting, I, I, I think it actually... They're getting I, I cocky. Know, they're they're getting not, cocky uh, now. They're, they're watching, they'll be fist pumping next week. You watch. Oh, um, look. There's probably uh, former Queensland origin greats who are out there saying they're arrogant now. That's right. Yeah, yes, yes. There's probably heaven, a photo of them smiling forbid. or something. Heaven forbid. Yeah, Avarillo, um punch in the air as he goes over for the try that cocky arrogant so-and-so but um but, but yeah i far out it's chalk and cheese that they're playing this week they're playing the Parramatta side who are in the top four um have been exposed this time throughout the year uh it's fair to say that you know they haven't had it all their own way although they're third um they have been exposed and beaten handsomely at times. South Sydney the other week, uh, for example. Um, in saying that, they're playing the Dogs this week. Um, whilst the Dogs had a win and congratulations to them, their wins are going to be in isolation and very few and far between. Uh, sadly, once upon a time, this would have generated so much interest. The history and rivalry between these two is somewhat unmatched in in rugby league. However, it's um, it's it's bigger than David versus Goliath. It's um, yeah, it's it's Jesus versus death. It's not. It's there's nothing that can that can stop this. It's going to be a Parramatta win 
100%. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I just can't see, I can't see the dogs featuring, uh, unfortunately, because um, yeah, their completions have been good, but their fifth tackle options just have been waning of late. But I've got Parramatta uh, by a country mile. Yeah, you've got to be pretty brave Still. not to tip para, don't you? Mm. Yeah. I just want to pay tribute uh, to the Bulldogs fans. Uh, yeah, 17,000. Yeah, 17,000. 17,000. Fantastic. There last week, and apparently yeah. the majority of fans at the game yep. were, were Bulldogs Heard the supporters. same so, thing this morning. Uh, yeah, that's that's credit credit to the, the fans of a team that, that yep. just hasn't performed. But, yeah, hats off. And uh, hey. obviously, you know, did go some way to to inspire in the players when when they saw that, you know, their fans had come out in big numbers. So I, I would think, um, uh, like we saw last Sunday at Banquest, when Power played one of their other rivals, the West Tigers, um, where there was quite a large crowd, I think we'll see another big crowd uh, and deserves a big crowd uh, this game. Um, and over the last few years, even though the Bulldogs have struggled, they always seem to get up and, and challenge para. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll see that again this weekend, but I just think para too much class. Can, can I just add to that? Um, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, they're missing a good banner at the moment. Remember back in the day, they were the banner Kings, be, yeah. they, yeah. they were the yeah. banner yeah. Kings, weren't they? GST. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ennis the Menace. You know, like it was, it, they, they yeah, were. they the, used to have like a few were, good Wayne Bennett no ones. They were no giggity giggity. No, not quite but, giggity, no. giggity They weren't quite them. giggity giggity, but they were the banner Kings. They were and, the and Kings. And they've, they've the left it go. They've let themselves go. They've waned. Yeah. I think that's what St. George Illawarra need to get back. If they want their get team the to start back. going back, they need to get the banners back. I'll tell think, you I'll tell you what, if they keep losing, we might see hook the hook. Hook, <laughs> hook, hook. I'll tell you one of the other ones I used to like, um, you know, play on words with the uh, when the Saints go marching in. Uh, there was the one and it said at the top, I wanna, and that had the big red V. In that number, so I want a V in that uh, number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another yeah. one that you used to see. They were see. very clever, weren't yeah. they? And uh, I, I, I always wanted to see. You see, when when Griffin took over, I wanted to see Griffin. I wanted to see St George versus the Roosters because I was hoping to see Griffin and Giggity Giggity. Uh. <laughs> I, I thought if you're a South Park fan, it's made for it. But anyway, yeah, um, nice. we haven't seen that because they've let they let Wayne. They've they've, they've yeah. dropped the ball. Yeah, the other St. George fans. What are you doing? Yeah, Get other back. other good Get ones. Those. The Ben Get Hunt those. sign. Uh, it's hunting season, and oh, one of my other oh, favourite ones was the uh, the Ewan Aiken fan oh, section well, with the yes. Ewan. Uh, was it Ewan seen nothing yet? Yes, that was another well, one. That's yeah, great, great. Ewan seen nothing yet. The banner ship is something that's just yep. they've let it go. Yep, yep. Um, they want to be a top eight top four side again they've got to get the banner back yeah no definitely definitely agree yep get the uh get the banners back um it's a part of the team cogra it was on the hill you 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 wouldn't watch them play back in the day when they were good you know you had sour and you go oh really we're watching this and then all of a sudden sweet and sour that was the other one sour just put your finger out, out, Dragons fans. You, you, you Did just, they have one watching. for Darius when he was 
geez, it's just you know they've got to get they've got to get their act together, really. Yeah, look, uh, it could be no one wonder of those. they're a failure. Yeah, look, it's Maybe definitely it's a difference. Maybe What's he's like, nah, we've got to get rid of Dufty because uh, the price in Calico has gone up. We've got to afford Calico now. We've got to get the could batters be. back. Could be. Maybe that's where uh, he's going. I, th- I think maybe not this season, but I think maybe by next season, we might, uh, we're going to see Hook Hook. Yeah. That's going to come yeah. out. Hook Hook. Yes. Yeah. Nah. See, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even creative enough to try and, and, and do it, you know. <laughs> Like, like, you know, the, 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 the think tank that is the St. George Illawarra Dragons banner, it's outstanding. Do you remember um the other one? <laughs> the other good one. So Young and Hornby was a good one. <laughs> I like that. So Young and Hornby. Jeez, good. where are they? This is great. Oh, no. Oh. That, that's why they're no longer at the top. You know, they're just... No. You know, that's just, right. Just, that 2010 team... Um, Look, the, 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 the banners for that side are, are like, yeah, as I said, the So Young and Hornby, the Sweet and Sour, their classics are, look, no wonder they uh, they made the grand final. Um, That's right, yes. Yeah, well. Good one, it. But, uh, yeah, good on them. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, we're back at the meanwhile. Talk about football. Um, what am I doing? Tipping, uh, I'm tipping para. So uh, there's one yeah. more game left. Para, yeah, I, I was totally sidetracked. I had no idea how we got onto that, but anyway, we've got a game left, so we might as well get to it. All right, yeah, final game of the round: Gold Coast Titans. They're going to be at home up in the Gold Coast against the Manly Seagulls, four o five on Sunday afternoon. Uh, in regards to the team news, the Titans are telling us that AJ Brimson should be good to go. Um, He's on the reserves, so look, take out of that what you what you wish. But uh, the Titans are saying that he um, he should play. He's got a PCL injury, so that's the uh, posterior cruciate ligament. Uh, just for those who are wondering, uh, yeah, even if he does have an injured PCL, it's nowhere, not anywhere near the um, the issue that an ACL would be. So uh, don't get those confused. PCL. Uh, there's probably players running around in the rugby league without a PCL. So, um, yeah, just a minor injury for him, but they reckon he should be good to go. Fafida and uh, Big Tino, they're also on track to play after their head knocks last week. Um, they've had the big turnaround, having not um, played last week after uh, after the Origin game. Obviously, they're, you know, coming back around for this week. Um Sipley, he's going through the concussion protocols for the uh, Seagulls side. Uh, so the nine-day turnaround is going to help them. Tom Trebojevic back at fullback. Uh, he was rested last week after the origin. So as you'd imagine, uh, the superstar that is Ruben Garrick that we discussed earlier on, he's going to go back to the wing with Parker to the centres. Uh, Suli this week's on the reserve list. They've also got Kepi coming back from suspension on the interchange bench. Um, and just for a little tidbit, we've got, uh, Daily Cherry Evans playing his 250th game this week. So last week we saw the Titans, as I said, play that game against, um, sorry, I, I, I don't know, uh, Tino did play last week. They did play those boys, sorry. I, I made out like they didn't play against the Roosters last week. I should clear that up. Um, they did have, um... Uh, uh, Big Tino coming off the bench last week. 
They got 34 points against the Roosters. I thought they were going to um, steal this game at one stage there. The only difference was a Sam Walker field goal. We know they've got plenty of points in them, but as do the Manly Seagulls. Um, it's very interesting. This is another one of those games, Griffo, where if you go back, you know, 10 weeks, you'd be... Um, You'd be sure that the Titans are the, the, the hot tip, but um, Manly will go into this one's as favourites. I would expect Manly will go in as favourites and they will win this game. Um, the Titans, we know they can score points, but we know they also leak points. And uh, when you've got guys in the opposition like Tommy Turbo, Jason Saab, um, Harper, Parker, Garrick they're, they're all capable players uh, I think that's going to pose some problems for the Titans uh, just uh, nothing to do with this game necessarily other than the fact that he's playing and we thought he didn't play last week but he did um, I'm going to put out there that there's no one else in the NRL with as many vowels in their name as Fasua Malawi. Fair call. Um, now, it's possible maybe someone with a double-barreled name might be able to go close. Mm. But I think, um, and, and what, you know, whether that has an impact on uh, the game, I don't think it will. But he'll know when he, every time he goes out, he's got more vowels uh, than any other player. And uh, we know the power of one vowel. Um, imagine what nine balls can do. Imagine how much knowledge that's, you'd have about the game. That's true. Uh, I think he's got a... Yeah, that's, that's that's very true. That's right. Yeah, That's right. And as I said that's last right. week, um, you know, when I, when I alluded to the fact that they were back into the side, I meant they're back into the run-on side. And, oh, of uh, course. Yeah, yeah, so they came off the bench last week, so I should clear that up. But they... That he he and Fafita uh, did play. Uh, he's got nine vowels. Um, that's a lot of vowels. That's a lot that's of a knowledge. Lot of that's a big. That's a big yes. one. Um, yes. Just you can interesting. Stick your own consonant. Yeah, that's true. Now, the, the very interesting thing you're talking about the double barrel names. I think Maria Hargreaves has eight. I think he's got one on him. Uh, he's in the uh, opposition team. You got to take care of those double barrel names. But I'll tell you what. If he was playing, uh, if he was playing Wheel of Fortune, um, it would cost him a. Oh, cost yeah. him a fortune to, uh, to buy a vowel. To buy a vowel. Now, yes, uh, some may think they're would priceless. Tabuai Will of fortune. Would Tabuai for Doe give him a run for his money? I don't think Hamiso so. Tabuai for Doe? Are we just going yeah, last name? about surname. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep, that's how yeah. we're, we're playing. That's not a surname. Yes. Yeah. So last week, um, yeah, he came up against an eight vowel player in uh, Maria Hargraves. This week, um, obviously, we've got, um, you know, you've, yeah, look, we, we've got the Seagulls side here, Shane. Um, mm-hmm. Tom Tabrovich back. I'm just they had points Gino last week. Could, he could lend a vowel or so to the Turbos. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Tabrovich, that, that's a name that yeah. almost needs another one. It needs one in somewhere, I think, in between the R and the B. Yeah, to have a T and R and a B... Uh, without a vowel in between. Um, yeah. So like yeah, Trevojevic. Yeah. Trevojevic. Or Look. even an A there. Yeah, Trevojevic. Trevojevic. Yeah. Trevojevic. Yes. Look, yeah, yeah, but then again, you know, all of our Serbian listeners have just gone, oh, geez, what are you doing? So, um, yeah. yeah, but anyway. Yeah, we don't want to upset our Serbian listeners over in Belgrade. 
Yeah. A big following in Belgrade, have we, Graham? Uh, we, we, look, it's not as big as uh, some of the other parts of Europe. Norway. Uh, I know Serbia. We're Norway. Yeah, look, we, we, we are. The, um, the Raiders fans in uh, Scandinavia, we're well supported there. I will be honest, unfortunately, interest in rugby league in Scandinavia this year hasn't been what it has been in the past. Oh, that's um, yeah, look, you know, the, the, the most disappointing thing, I think, for them is the form of the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's always going to be hard when yeah, the you, team, you, effectively for them, it's a local team. Yeah. They're sitting there viking, clapping. Uh, they don't have much to clap about at the moment, unfortunately. No. Um, it, it feels sad because you think with a name like Trebojevic, it has the same amount of vowels, and here you go, here's something. So Trebojevic has two, Saab has two. No, Trebojevic's huh. got three. Oh, three. Three. Yep, three. That's right. A E I O U. I'll be quiet an, now. An O, an E, and an I. I e and the I. I missed the O. Yeah, see? I was going to say Saab two, Parker two, Harper two, Garrick two, four and two. Cherry Evan, I'm not going to bother. So, um, yeah, <laughs> look, at the end of the day, we're filling in time because the Seagulls going to win. That's yeah. right. Just on your... Um, That's absolutely right. Just on your <laughs> other point there. nothing else, so, yeah. Yeah, just just one uh, just one market that uh, that interestingly enough we've actually um, we've broken into and Shane actually mentioned this country earlier today and I think it was a, a big coincidence because I don't think I've shared the latest stats with you, Shane. Um, mm-hmm. The the Ukraine we've actually got uh, we're some, big in the Ukraine. We've got we've got fans in Ukraine, so. Um, yeah, just so that you guys are aware, I want to keep you guys you know across it all, but. Um, Look, we, we know that, you know, Australia, the United Kingdom, um, you know, they're our main uh, you know, focus points, uh, islands there. Uh, the US seems to be that the, um, I don't know if it's a time difference thing, West Coast of US seem to be the ones that are that are tuning into their, their rugby league fix a little bit more, so uh, more so than the East Coast. I but just yeah. want to say g'day to the good folks of the USA. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, California. Put it on um, a banner. George will love it. Yeah. So um, yeah, just just something to to keep there in mind. Um, definitely one, but keep it. But also, you know, overall, um, yeah, we're, we're we're still looking at some of our top listeners being Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, the US, uh, France, Germany, Belgium, Colombia. Ireland, Denmark, South Africa, Brazil. There's Norway, the Netherlands. Um, and then, yeah, there was that one person, I think, that accidentally downloaded us once in Bolivia. But thank you, anyway, to our Bolivian. <laughs> uh, still, still trying can to... I, can I say... Can still I say trying to break into to the other markets. Over in the Ukraine. Go to for Olga it. and Svetlana. Yep. Hope life's good for you. I, I know you've had some tough times in the Ukraine, number. No um, I just, yeah, I, I hopefully things are getting a bit, but in all seriousness, they've had, they have had it tough there. Um, um, so I hope, I hope all's well to our, to all our listeners around the world, but particularly in those parts of the world that, you know, doing it tough with COVID still, um, and, you know, some political problems in various parts of the world, um, we do absolutely wish you well, uh, wherever you are. 
Yeah. I hope Seagull Dean enjoys our uh, preview of uh, the Manly side this week. I'm sure he's about to comment. Uh, nothing, I can't see <laughs> anything. Win. I can't see anything in the in the in the in the Titans. No. The the, the Seagulls with Tommy Turbo back, Saab, Parker, Harper, we talked about Garrick. For intelligent their back line is just sublime compared to their opposition. It's over. Think, they, they're gonna again. win very well. On a serious note, I think the Titans have been disappointing this year. Um, yeah, they've been disjointed, that, haven't they? So they've, just, yeah. they've just been they've been clunky at best at times. Yeah, they finished last season well with five wins in a row and got ninth spot. And we thought, okay, they're they're looking good because they've signed. They've had the, probably the two biggest signings in Fifita and Fasua Malaawi. And we thought, put those two guys into a team that was already starting to show some good rugby league. And and, and I had them in my top eight this year. I, I don't think they're going to make it. There's still a chance, but they just leaked too many points. Yeah, Griffo, it's round 15. Yeah, Griffo, it's round 15, and they're not sold on their team yet. No. Yeah. So, anyway. Look, can't see, uh, can't see the Manly Seagulls... Uh... Losing this one, uh, I think their good form is going to continue. And, um, yeah, mainly from us. Well, all right, fellas, we've, um, that's a jam-packed episode. Uh, we're we're oh, about 11 minutes shy of three hours at the moment. So um, it's, it's an epic. It, it is an epic. It's, it's Ben Hur. It's see, almost as big as Ben Hur. Our, our team's back to full strength. As we didn't mention that. That we That's true. The best yep. teams suffer in the origin period and including Even us. the carpool rugby league yes. team. Yes, yes. that's yep. true. But we're yep. back to full strength this week. Yeah, we're losing a few uh, wheel nuts, but we're out of the pits and ready to go. Um, the games this week, fellas, now that we've had a look at them all, uh, look, we've got... It's a funny week because there's games that we've, we've, we've tipped a few dust-ups and we've got a few that we think might be close, but they're not necessarily top contenders. Fair to say, probably the one that we're looking forward to uh, the most could well be the uh, game out at Penrith on Friday. I think that's the game of the round. I think yeah. uh, there's a few other games, as we mentioned, that are going to be uh, hard to pick. So yep. uh, potentially we could see some some tight finishes like we, we saw a few tight finishes last week which is uh, it's good because there's been a lot of blowouts but um last week some really tight games uh and there's a few games that shape to be tight this week as well um but there are probably i think there was three we identified as uh, we saw some heavy heavy victories ahead for, for like the storm the eels and uh the rabbitos um, but, you know, maybe things won't turn out that way. Yeah. And uh, just one thing for the listeners to keep in mind, uh, next week's episode is just going to be a uh, straight-out uh, origin preview. We're going to do a bit of a review of this week. But given that the origin game, uh, Origin 2, is on Sunday the 27th of June, I think I'm right in saying, fellas, that there'll be no NRL next week and that the NRL will resume the week after on mm-hmm. Thursday, the 1st of July, when the Roosters take on the Storm. 
we will yeah. also that that's quite true we'll also be able to preview the the women's uh, state of yes. origin i think that's been wonderful on the friday night um still disappointing that they're only they only play the one game i, I think that's you know, i agree they could expand that to a three game series easy uh i don't know but are there any um Pacific Island games planned. I've not heard anything. Normally on that round, we do see. We do see something. I haven't heard anything. No, I haven't heard anything either, which makes me think maybe it's not happening. Um, I wouldn't have minded the. uh, I I used to like going down to North Sydney and watching the State of Origin. So. Yeah, take it to Queensland. Yeah. 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 Again. It's fair enough because it was down here for a number of years, but uh, but that's yeah. again why I think the three game series where, yeah, you know you get one in each state and then, uh, you know, on alternate years maybe one state gets uh, gets two games and then the following year the other state gets two. I don't think it's quite ready to be taken to Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth. Or maybe you could take it to Townsville. Um, Yep, but uh, in Newcastle as well. So maybe you know, Sydney, Brisbane, and then the third game goes to a regional centre um, within the states on alternate years. I'm quite happy for the NRL to listen to that and take up that idea. Even using the, if if they want a Sydney one, using somewhere like Penrith well, Bank Stadium, West. Bank West, yeah, Bank West. I I love yeah, I'd to go. Watch it. Yeah, it goes well. Great. Yeah. The, the girls loved going to watch them play. You know, it, it, it's amazing when you've got girl like, you know, watching. The, my daughters used to love watching the girls play rugby league. So um, the more we can see of it, and I know they've got expansion this year, the better. They do actually, yeah. And that that was one thing that was announced this week. Uh, now that you mention it, Shano, uh, that uh, there are three teams being added to the Telstra Women's Premiership for. Uh, 2021, uh, those three teams are the Gold Coast Titans, the Newcastle Knights, and the Parramatta Eels. So um, that, that, that's really exciting uh, for fans of the Knights, Titans, and Eels because now you have, uh, as well as the, the men's team to follow, the, uh, the women's premiership to look forward to as well, which I think is really great to see the expansion of the game. And we want to encourage more young girls to be involved in rugby league. Well, give uh, give girls on the Gold Coast something to aspire to besides being a meter maid, won't it? <laughs> do they still exist? I think they do in a reduced capacity. Right, right. What did COVID did COVID hit them? Did they? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But they were, you know. I mean, oh, it, goodness. They all a, look. It's an important it was a job. Big part of the Gold Coast. It's it was an a tourist job. attraction. It was it once? Say it was. Um... <sighs> Jeez. I remember. I don't know it. that they actually, you know, gave people a fine. I don't know they'd be real popular if they did that. But um, it's, it's more the opposite. They're, they're sort of paying your meter for you, aren't they? Isn't that the? Uh, is that what they do? Or what they'll, did they? They'll, do? They'll, I don't they'll, know. They'll go and top it up for you, won't they? Well, I'd yep. rather be fined by a, you know, by a meter made on the Gold Coast than, than some, you know, sixty-five-year-old. Um, brown bomber down here. I don't think they wear brown anymore. They used to yeah, be the brown uh, bombers. They're grey now. I don't know what they are. The last few ranges I've seen in the mountains have paled in comparison. Yeah, okay. like I, I, I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen anywhere other than the Gold Coast. Uh, 
gold bikinis that are topping up people's parking meters for them. I mean, it's a great concept. So they actually put the money in, do they? Yeah, they, they, what they do is they find the expired ones and they uh, they top them up to give people a uh, yeah a little bit so longer on their do? parking. Yeah, well, that's apparently right. apparently now I I don't this is a while ago I heard that the tips that they were given actually it, it actually it was so significant it added to the economy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a tourist attraction. As a, as, you know, and that's, yeah, that's right. There you go. Yeah. I know, actually, you know, we live in a different age these days where things of the past that might have been considered um, misogynistic or whatever um, have sort of disappeared. Um, and we know some teams have got rid of their cheerleaders, which I've never been in favour of doing that personally. But, um, you know, they've got their reasons. I think in most cases, just to save a bit of cash. But uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, made... it's, it's literally, and, and, and you know, um, you know, we, we, we know someone who, who, who's made a career out of mm-hmm. um, being a cheerleader. Yeah, I think yeah. it's weakened, it's weakened the uh, discussion more than strengthened it, sadly. Yeah. Anyway, I think, I think yeah. I, I just think there there are some things that I don't I don't think they actually degrade females at all. I, quite the opposite, in my opinion. Mm, yeah. But anyway, I guess I wish I'll have to stick to rugby league and, and perfect that before I can start offering opinions on other things. I'll tell you what, though, if uh, if you are still listening, um, <laughs> you. Very good. We're just about to tick over three hours. You've earned this. You've really earned this little treat at the end. Uh, Marathons get run quicker than this. <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, I, I, depends who's running. What, I'll tell you what. It's a pretty. Uh, yeah, that's true. If I was running, we'd, we'd we'd be going for days. Oh yeah, I'd be walking. Look, plenty to look forward to this week. Um, you know, I hope you enjoyed your update on the NRL, the meter made situation, and uh, the banners that may be out at uh, <laughs> Wooden Stadium this week. Uh, look, uh, plenty to look forward to this week. Thanks, boys, for joining us. Uh, we better let these poor people go. And um, yeah, I hope that everyone has a wonderful week. Bye, listeners. Again, thank you all around the world. We actually do really appreciate the fact that you tune in. Um, It's wonderful um, that you listen to us. And uh, I know there might be some expats around the world who are maybe starved a little of of their rugby league, but uh, we'll try and keep you as informed as we can on a weekly basis. And... uh, you know, we, we do throw in a few other things as well. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. And just want you to know that wherever you are in the world. Other things Be good, are, everyone. Yeah, the other things are free of charge. So uh, just keep that in mind. Have a good week. Take care. Bye-bye. You know what was my favorite Illawarra banner? What's that one, mate? Ship and Steel. <laughs>